Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mail Fuzz TV. I am Peter, and I am joined, as always, by Matt. Hey, that's pretty understated intro this morning. Uh, okay, I feel like so we're in a library. I'm, I'm feeling, I don't know, a little bit somber. I don't know why, yeah, this was actually a really good week for books, so uh, I'll, be, I'll be perfectly excited when we get did, to talking Did you not have those. your morning Red Bull? I did not, no Red Bull. I actually, I, I was very... Uh, heavy in the work today. I had a lot to edit when I when I got up and some comics left to read. So I've been very busy today so far. Uh, but I'm sure the excitement will kick in. Uh, although helped in no small part, I suppose, by Connor, who is also here. I am. I've recovered from my hangover. It was it was Arrow last night. I'm, <laughs> yeah, all, I'm all good Arrow. now. I, I've been up quite a while. Plenty of water and Gatorade? Yeah, yeah. I, I should have got a bit more sleep. And, yeah, that, that would have solved it. But instead, I've just been awake long enough that it's like, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm good. <laughs> Ah, yes, Arrow, which I even barely remember at this point. Uh, there was a pretty funny oh, line, though. There was at least one funny line. I remember uh, all the RUOKs being stacked in the back half. Yeah, yeah, all the RUOKs were there. Uh, there was one point where I swear Thea was going to say the word bloodlust, and it never quite happened, but I could have uh, sworn it was going to come. You could see it on her face, but never yeah. said it. Yeah. So you were just hoping, you were putting it out there so Connor would have to get extra... I uh, down the drink if 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 it's a bloodlust. Yeah, yeah he's, he made a new yeah, rule as well. He he now also drinks if anyone says that suit up because they always do that in the show. They always have like a that suit up scene. And and now there's two teams to say it. Yeah, because they're split in two. Uh, there's an arrow civil war, Matt. There's a team arrow civil war. I've never watched this show ever. <laughs> so this is the crossover. I just have to watch the one episode. Never. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. So yeah. There's an episode of The Simpsons where. They're delivering a liver, and something happens, and it gets thrown out, and they're in most tavern. And Barney sees it sitting there, and goes, "Oh no, you don't!" And he grabs the liver and puts it under a shirt. That's how I imagine Connor in like the end of the season of Arrow. <laughs> I imagine it. I, I mean, I never really watched ER, but I imagine that that famous scene from ER where the the guy's tra- transporting the organ and the you know, yeah. the killer, and he drops yeah. it, and a dog runs up and grabs the organ and runs away with it. That's more how I see Connor handling his liver. Yeah, that's really great. I mean, sure. Why not? <laughs> I just love the... Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we talk about comics, DC Comics specifically, and coming up on this week's show in terms of books, we have the Terrifics number one, we have Detective Comics 975, Action Comics 998, Wonder Woman number 40, The Flash 41, Batgirl number 20, Teen Titans 17, uh, returning to the show, Hal Jordan, The Green Lantern Corps 39, uh, uh, well, at least Matt's going to talk about Cord. Did you read this? You said you weren't going to have time, I, did. I think. I did. I, I, did. Did. I read like the last three issues in one sitting, so Matt oh. will take the lead because it's a bit blurred for mm-hmm. me as to which is which. It's <laughs> <laughs> all so just a one green, green blur. Yeah. Just, just Well, then you add an action comics because they're both with Zod on Jakul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It didn't help. Ah, okay. And then on top of that as well, we also have Mira, Queen of Atlantis, number one, uh, and we have the Silencer, number two. So that's what's coming up on this week's show. Uh, well, we have a bit of news before we get to that, though. Just a little bit of news. Because, of course, we do. Because we can't have a week without any. I hope you know like... what, though? I've been through the dark times of DC where you looked at news and groaned. I am more than fine with looking at news and being like, <laughs> well, hey, yeah. what's coming up? This is great. I just, I mean, this, this, this technically isn't an imprint, this next thing, but it's close to an imprint. It feels like an imprint. It's part yeah. of Vertigo, so it's just kind of already part of an imprint we already have. But it's also its own umbrella, so it feels almost like it is another young animal or something like that. So, 
Here's what we're talking about, because DC just love imprints. They'll just make an imprint for everyone. Bendis gets an imprint. On that note there, mm. uh, Jinx World has gone up as an actual imprint of its own on Comixology, rather than uh, just a, a separate, yeah, rather than a subsidiary. It's its, its own publisher. Uh, any different to how Vertigo's on its own? No, no, no more like Vertigo, because obviously when it was announced, they, they spoke about it like Young Animal. Which obviously doesn't oh, get sure. its own publisher thing. It's so, just so. Well, I'm not that surprised though, because that's how Vertigo's so, listed that... on Comicsology. Yeah, yeah. This is more Vertigo than Young Animal, it seems. Yeah. Okay, so what what's Jinx World cover? It's powers. It's Scarlet. A- any of Bendis' new IPs that he wants to do, really? Yeah, okay. I think he just announced a couple. It, like, yeah, he announced a few this week. Yeah. Uh, I, so, I know right now, like the first issues of like five of his series on there are free on Comicsology to mm-hmm. go check out. Because I know, like, when they brought Powers to... Uh, it started Icon, right? And then it went to another one. Like, they they do this. They reprint them a lot under the new publisher. Yeah, so yeah. he's actually he's starting a new series, or a couple of new series uh, okay. in Jinx World. So there's just new things. It's like he'll do his Superman books, and then he'll do his own creator-owned thing over yeah. over there. Yeah. Uh, so the new thing that was announced this week, uh, this new Umbrella, because we keep having Umbrellas, uh, and we can't have a week without something meaty to talk about from DC apparently right now. Uh, so Neil Gaiman uh, is going to do a, a new set of Sandman books. Now he's not necessarily going to be the one writing the books himself, but he's curating them. He's, he's doing the one shot that's going to kick everything off uh, come mm-hmm. August, which, interestingly enough, this is still this is something we noticed actually. It mentions it in the text as well, but the first thing I noticed when I saw the cover for this is there's a Vertigo banner at the side. It said Vertigo on it, and I went, oh. That's, that's good. I mean, yeah. it keeps continuity. And I was thinking, oh, so, and, and I remembered, oh, that's right, they said last year that Vertigo's going to have, like, a relaunch in August. I'm wondering if it's more than this, or if it's just the Sandman stuff, but I'm sure we'll find out at a later date. Uh, mm. But at least now there's going to be four books in the Sandman universe that are all sharing uh, a world. Uh, and it's going to kick off with a one-shot. Um, so, um, launching in August with a one-off called The Sandman Universe Number 1, plotted by gaming. Uh, the four titles will take place in a shared universe, utilising characters and concepts originated by the writer, including The Dreaming, Tim Hunter, and The Books of Magic, as well as Los Angeles-based retired devil himself, Lucifer. The four titles will be written by creators handpicked by gaming, with editorial oversight by executive editor of DC's Vertigo imprint, Mark Doyle. So again, firmly putting it inside the, the Vertigo kind of line. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense to make Sandman kind of the, the tentpole. Yeah, of yeah, a, a very cool. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, the announced series are The Dreaming, written by Cy Spurrier, uh, House of Whispers by Nalo Hopkinson, uh, Books of Magic by Cat Howard, and Lucifer by Dan Wars. So that's all kicking mm. off in August. Um, as someone who's never read any Sandman, I, no. I am kind of an outsider to this news, but it looks like a big deal. They're making a big thing out of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I read the first two trades and I, I really enjoyed it, but I took a break because you know we got busy with uh, all the other stuff. Yeah. Uh, but this is, a, you know, I'm gonna go and pick back in, and you know, uh, I'll be I'll be up to date by the time this starts. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, I have the first trade in my comicsology, and it's been there. I bought it in a sale like four years ago, and it's been sitting there waiting for me to one day go, hey, I'll try it's, Sandman. It's collecting digital dust. Digital dust. Yes. I've got plenty of those myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Plenty of those. It's one of those things. It was one of those volume one sales where they had a oh, volume one of that, a volume one of preacher, a volume one of all these things, and uh, I got it because oh, I should try that at some point, and I just uh, still haven't gotten around to it. Which yeah, I probably mentioned good. when uh, What's His Face showed up during Metal, but <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah. say it again here. It's relevant. 
Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, I'm not familiar with most of these writers. Uh, Cy Spurrier is the only one I've got any experience with. Yeah, I'm the same. Uh, big it's... fan of his work that I've read, though. I've heard of Books of Magic. Um, I, yeah, I, books I remember magic. they did a deluxe of that at one point, uh, from what well, I recall. And obviously Lucifer's this... got a TV show, so he's pretty well known at this point. Well, the, the Books of Magic, they spun into the proper... Uh, like, like they did with Constantine. Yeah, those characters. Uh, there, there was a really long interview with all this, and I did uh-huh. skim through it, and he talked about the the books of magic. I can't remember, can you remember the kid's name from that. Yeah, it was yeah, Harry the, Potter. The, the, the not Harry Potter, which was before yeah. Harry Potter. To be fair, yeah. Well, no, no, it's, it's funny you bring that up because I saw this week someone like tweeted at him saying, hey, "Who's the Harry Potter looking dude on the cover here?" And he's like. Uh, that's so and so, and he predates Harry Potter by X number of years. And I, I, I actually kind of wondered, like, can he possibly like, set it up just so that it'll automatically tweet that out every time someone asks him about it? <laughs> just, just, like, yeah, it's not Harry Potter. He existed he this, first. This Stop bugging me. Twelve-year-old with an owl. Yeah, it does magic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's there. Oh, man, what was his name? I can't remember. It's because it's I, I just remember his his dad was a great wizard, and. Yeah. You know, and he was taking it. But his mom was a shit wizard. He showed up. Tim Hunter. What's that? Tim Hunter. Yeah, Timothy Hunter. That's right. Because he showed up in, I think, Lemire's Justice League Dark for a little bit. Right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he was talking about how, you know, obviously the old run of that still exists. And he said he's almost going to treat it like an Earth 2. He he referenced, you know, when when we got Barry, you know, Jay became the the, the Flash of Earth 2. They're kind of doing that here where... Yeah, that happened. This is a different version of Tim, but it's not to say that they, there'll be never be any interaction or anything like that down the line. Right. So that's kind of cool already that that's a concept from the get-go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you're getting four new books, a whole new little sort of world to kind of explore. Uh, should so, you want to keep up with it? On, I know the art for at least the uh, the, the one shot, and ma- I think one of the main series is uh, Bill Perceively. Oh, well. Yep. Hello. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely doing the one. Uh, so, so Matt was was not necessarily buying these books, but now he's 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 in for at least one of them. Yep. So, because you know what she drew, right? Yes, we do. We all know it. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. she 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 did some of the the later flashback stuff and the Wonder Woman running Rucka. Uh, start starting from about issue fourteen after after uh, what's her mm-hmm. face left? Scott. Thank you, Nicholas Scott. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing before that though. No, nothing. Uh, no, uh, nothing ring, rings any bells. Nothing, nothing like the Cheetah flashback from Wonder Woman Eight. No. Uh, yeah, and now, now uh, Kristen Wiig will be maybe Cheetah. We can, <sighs> we can relive that. That that, that, that I, I was hoping when they said like they were gonna do a villain for Wonder Woman Two, and her name popped up, I was hoping it would be Kale, because she'd be. I think she'd kill it as Veronica Kale. Uh, but I can see that. I'm open but... to Cheetah, you know. I can I can also I can I can kind of it's an oddball choice but I can kind of see it for Chia. Uh, yeah. I guess we naturally just kind of went into the one bit of movie rumors this week uh, for, for <laughs> just kind of just kind of easily. So there you go. Uh, but nah, so so that's the news this week. So you're getting some uh, Sandman and Sandman related books coming um, starting in August, and we'll see if there's been any more vertical titles that kind of go along with that. I I wonder if they make maybe if they end the current Hellblazer and moving back over to Vertigo or something like that as a big splash to say, hey, yeah. we're treating that. Maybe as I mean they're Vertigo. rolling this out slowly. I mean you got the one shot in August, then two books starting in September, and the mm. other two in October. So they're not just kind of going here they are all at once. Yeah, 
I think that'd probably be the big. I think that's the biggest thing they could do, actually, to make you know, to, as a sort of testament to everyone to say, "Hey, like we're actually treating this like Vertigo of old." So we're going to take Constantine back, and we're going to put him in. I mean, it's still in continuity, but we're going to put him in a Vertigo yeah, book. Yeah, did you throw in a Swamp Thing book as that, well? That's what I was just going to ask. Oh, I almost... I, I'd go for a Swamp Thing Vertigo book. Mm. Yeah, but do you make them exclusive to that so it, they're compartmentalized again? Because I kind of like. I, I, I see no reason not to have a version of Swamp Thing in Vertigo uh-huh. and a version of Swamp Thing in the DC yeah. universe. Same for uh, Constantine, frankly. Uh, uh, you just keep it in continuity. It doesn't really matter. You can just have it in Vertigo. Well, but... no, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I don't want to be robbed of, like, like, I don't need Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman showing up with Swamp Thing all the time, but I like when they show up from time to time. So, yeah, you I, know. I think you could do both. I don't think there's any yeah, reason yeah. to say you can I wouldn't want that. it just one or the other. Because I think there's room right now, especially for like darker vertigo of old stories that you can do that wouldn't fit in necessarily with. I, I, you know, I think Reaper. you have you have Swamp Thing have his own thing in, in Vertigo, but he can still pop in for guest appearances, like he has been in in various other yeah. books uh, in the DC universe. So I think I think that would work. Uh, but that, that'd be a big splash of say, hey, here's the things you think of with Vertigo that aren't. Because obviously you, th- you think of things like Preacher, you think of uh, maybe Why the Last Man, but th- these these are things that finished, they were kind of standalone and they're done. Whereas but in the Sandman and, and uh, Swamp Thing and Constantine, these are things that, no, these were the big names of Vertigo that were sort of long running and kind of went in and yeah. came back and so Sandman and, and Lucifer as well. Like they're, they're big, you know, like, uh, things that people associate with Vertigo quite mm. heavily, I think. Uh, but there you go. So that's 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 the news. So uh, I think we'll get on to books then. Uh, yeah. I mean, because week four has typically been a quieter week, but obviously there's a couple of new things that started this week that uh, gave it a little bit more life. Uh, and we're going to start with number one. We're going to start with the Terrifics number one. Uh, Jeff Lemire and Ivan Reese uh, on the book. Of course, we've been looking forward to this. This was easily the the out of the dark matter new age of heroes line. Uh, this was the one that obviously immediately piqued everyone's interest and was like, hey, yeah. that looks like fun. And Jeff Lemire's back at DC. These are all things I like. Oh, and it's got Ivan Reese art. Like... Well, I mean, you say that, I could leave it. I, I, I'm, I'm like, yeah, okay. Oh, no. it, it's, it's, it's fine, but I can't wait till Doc Shane has taken over. Because they made well, it cl- of course. They made it clear There's... at the start, though, this is Doc Shainer's book. Uh, he just couldn't start until yeah. issue four, so they... Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, of Ivan Reese. I think he's oh. solid, but I don't love it. I never wanted to smack you. <laughs> uh, I, I think he's pretty solid myself. Uh, I probably like him a bit more than Connor, maybe not quite as much as Matt. I'm probably somewhere yeah, in there. I, I just associate him with the John's runs of the mid, you know. Uh, that's, that's fair. I think he's, he's a very reliable artist, don't be wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He always turns out something at yeah. least, you know, I think, pretty good. Uh, up until Sejic, I think he was my favorite Aquaman artist. Hmm. Uh, his work that he had done, like yeah. with uh, Cedric takes the, the cake. I'm, I'm surprised no one's been uh, going on about the tweet where he tweeted an image of Starfire with a. We'll get there. Yeah, possible. Teen Titans is for. Come on. Oh, okay, fine, fine. So sorry, you brought up Cedric. I just <laughs> I went there. I went there. So, so when I saw Race, I was I got pretty excited because that's a name that has value, and then Lemire, and then they get storyteller credits, so they're both working on it. So I don't know if that's going to be. Going forward, if you know Shaner and Lemire are going to do the same thing, I, I think so. The whole of this line yeah. has been storytellers, yeah. uh, and it's been the artist first as well uh, on, on all of the the New Age books. Hmm. So, so th- this was all around delightful. <laughs> I love how he doesn't let me tell the say the premise of the issue. He just jumps right in. He can't hold it back. I can't. 
He just can't. Uh, the, the book uh, is, so basically, Mr. Terrific goes to Simon Stagg. Apparently, Will Metal was going on. Simon Stagg basically took Terrific's company and all of his tech. And like, I'll have it all this. Uh, and Terrific's not happy about it. So he shows up and Stagg, the, the, the scoundrel that he is, he's using Metamorpho to try and open a portal to the, 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 the dark so multiverse. If, <laughs> if you're a member of the background of Doomsday Clock, this is all in that back matter of the Project mm. Superman stuff. Mm. Not this necessarily, but Simon Stagg and using Metamorpho, and so I think it's interesting. Like that's how this book kicked off mm. with all that stuff. If nothing else, it's a nice bit of continuity and synergy just kind of happen between the various yeah. things that are going on. It is, yeah, uh, which is cool. And so, so basically, things go wrong. The the, the portal that he's opening starts to kind of uh, get unstable. He brings the Plastic Man egg, and and him, Mister Terrific, the egg being Plastic Man and Metamorpho all kind of like go into the Dark Multiverse and Terrific's like, hey, Plastic Man, wake up. Wake up, you asshole. We need you to save us. Which leads to him uh, basically eating them. You know, put, for safety. Yeah. Putting them in the... He's get, getting big. Yeah, because... And putting them in his mouth because, because his, he's... You know, he has the unstable molecules that the, the dark energy doesn't affect. You know, that's why he's so important to all yeah, of he that. Has, yeah, he has natural defences. Uh, honestly, my favourite panel of this entire book... Might be after Plastic Man finds out how long he's been asleep, and he finds out that Mister Terrific and Batman have been like used them to like try and help during metal. There's a there's just that pile where he says, "I feel used," and he's got that hmph face, yeah. and he looks so annoyed, and it's so yep. cartoony. I love it. It's great. That's pretty good. I think the my panel for this again, it, uh, it, you know, top Plastic Man moment is is actually the very first panel when he when he wakes up. Where you know his face is just kind of stretched across the top half of the egg, and his yeah, mouth's yeah. like, "Okay, what's going on here?" In fact, it looks like an egg in an egg cup almost. It does, yeah. Because the because the red soup part looks like the cup, and then his face looks like the egg. Yeah. Just with with eyes. This was like super out there, but in a really fun, easy to digest way. Yeah, it's it, very silver agey. Like, in the best yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I instantly liked all the characters. Obviously, Terrific's the straight man. Metamorpho's your big... I mean, I don't want to just say he's the Thing character, but he kind of is. He's, you know, he's... Yeah, yeah, Let, let's let's just yeah. address this, shall we? I mean, yeah. we mentioned it when it was this announced, is... but we've, we've gone a whole, like, three minutes now without mentioning yeah. it. And Plastic Man is closer to the attitude of a Johnny Storm, but obviously has the powers of the Mr. Fantastic. Stretch. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. stretchy, um, and of course, uh, Phantom Girl. Eventually, we get her. She's actually already here. They think because they basically find what they think is landmass, and you know, terrifically, that yeah. doesn't make sense. That's not possible. There shouldn't be any landmass in here because it kind of sounds like at the end of Metal, they're going to destroy the Dark Multiverse, or at least all the stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. something in it. Yeah, uh, but then like. I love how Plastic Man just stretches his neck to get. A, oh, I'm going to get a bird's eye view, and he just you know neck comes up. We get that big two page spread of. Essentially, a god or whatever yeah, he is. I'm going to call it not Galactus, <laughs> or not a celestial. Well, yeah, or not a celestial either, yeah. because yeah. I got uh, Guardians of the Galaxy vibes. Like, yeah, of nowhere. No, no, yeah, yeah. yeah the I, big I, I say Galactus yeah. just because of the Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got um, the big horn things. That's kind of Galactus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very Kirby. In design, it is. super much fun. And they run into a uh, Phantom Girl who's been stuck here. She she can't uh, solidify. She's been kind of stuck in her phasing phase ever since uh, she she got stuck here, uh, and she's been here for a while apparently. And I mean, the issue is all about them just kind of encountering each other for the first time. It's setting things up, and she's like, "Hey, there's like technology in there, but it doesn't work." And Terrific's like, "Hey, you'd probably just know how to work it." And he gets it going. And there's a hologram of Tom Strong saying that he's probably already dead if you're seeing this. 
uh, and it's up to you to save the universe. So this this feels super like origin story for a team. Like, this is this is the thing they're just thrust together to solve. But then at the end yeah. of the first start, they're gonna be like, hey, we work pretty Let's well together. Around. Yeah, we should probably We're stick around terrific. together. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, don't do that. I watched the the twenty fifteen Fantastic Four. Don't you give me that whole. Oh, it's terrific. Say that again. I don't we'll no, call no, ourselves. No, no, no. I just, I, <laughs> we'll call ourselves well, a Classic you could take advantage of the because he can be very self-referential in that Deadpool way, just not annoying. And and at least on this one, you've already got a Mister Terrific to base off that. You know, the name's oh, sure, already there yeah. for them to pull from. Admittedly, if there was three of them, then the Terrific Trio would have been a really nice pun yeah. on the the name. But we got four, Yo, so. So, to, I get to the end. I had no idea, like when. When I'm reading this, there's that page that has Tom Strong on it. I was like, huh, that's weird. Why would they be priming that at the beginning of the book? Do you and not remember then... them uh, announcing this? Like, way back? I, I don't remember no, them I don't. announcing that either. Oh, I, remember, I remember just one week oh. it was mentioned in the news that Tom Strong was going to be in. Uh, oh. in I'm glad book. I missed that because I got to that last page. And I was well, like, that's the thing, Matt. You didn't miss oh. it. We definitely talked about it. You've just forgotten about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't recall it either, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, is, oh no, and, and man, now I need to go back and check out Tom Strong. That was always a blind spot, uh, but it seems like my kind of guy. I mean, square jawed adventurer. Like he's got a knife on his belt. Like yeah, this and, image and, and a so gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but um, no, no. Tom Strong was a, an Alan Moore creation, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't think this one's quite as off limits though. No. It's not quite the holy grail that no one can touch. Yeah. But it always just cracks me up when DC uses his stuff and yeah. people get cranky on his behalf. Uh luckily I haven't seen any of that so far, but again. Yeah. And you get, you, like, going back to the whole uh, metamorpho kind of being the thing, he's, he's got that lovable giant thing because there's, there's that one point where he's like, "Hey, I didn't hurt Sapphire, did I?" Because like, he, he really cares if he hurt anyone when he was like freaking out as the portal was opening. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of good stuff. In it. I think what this issue does really well is it, it's, it sets up in this big, super goofy Silver Age co- sort of concept where oh, we're trapped in this celestial it's, body. It's a big, it's a big cosmic romp. Yeah, yep. but I think the the thing it really does well though is it quickly kind of sets up the tone of all the characters and their interactions mm-hmm. and. Easily my favourite thing so far is just everyone putting up with Plastic Man <laughs> and, yep. and Plastic just Man's attitude. When uh, Phantom Girl says where she's from, and I'm not even <laughs> trying to pronounce that, all that, that. It's, it's just consonants. And then Plastic Man's like, is that somewhere in Eastern Europe? But is it? still. I don't it have it just, in front of me. I'm just kind of... look to him like, what is wrong with you? I just, I love that whole interaction. Yeah. It is very Ben and Johnny. I, I, no, it is, and uh, again, just to, uh, uh, you know, he's got such a, a fun visual power. You know, uh, like you know, yeah. when they're fighting, and he's just stretched all over the place. Uh, it's you know, the, the the page after the big, you know, not Galactus. Mm. Yeah, that that middle where he's just flailing. I think is the only word I have for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so goofy and fun. I, I think. I mean, it's not surprising because I, I was almost worried that we had so so high expectations for this book that it would maybe be underwhelming. Like, it wouldn't be bad, but we'd come into it going, oh, well, we, we kind of seen this as the gem and we'd kind of feel like, eh. But honestly, so far, it is definitely the one that has really nailed everything right away, where it feels like not yeah. the start of an adventure. I want to be on this story. I want to be on this it, journey. It, it delivered. Oh. It delivered. Or it doesn't feel like it was actually part of that Black Matter or Dark Matter line that became New Age of Heroes. And then they just kind of threw it in there because it was coming out around the same time. Because it feels different tonally than everything else I've read from there. 
you know. No, I mean, so, this feels yeah. like a more traditional DC book in, yeah. in that sense, whereas the others feel like they're doing something very different. Yeah, the, I feel like those are more of a risk than this is. This that, is yeah, very... that, I mean, it's a risk in terms of who the characters are, but I feel like this is kind of the point of the book, is it's going to take these C-listers and make something out of them by making them a team. Yeah, yeah. And we all know how I feel about that. I love when they do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I really appreciate you. And we talk about how this is a very standard origin story. You know, not to its, you know, not criticism, but, you know, that's what it is here. Mm. I feel like a lot of the time these stories are really stretched out. But this is only going to be three issues, this origin. Pun intended, of course. It was, yeah. But, you know, often it's, okay, this is six issues for this. And it's like, it doesn't really need to, it goes on too long. Whereas this is going to be three. It's going to be presumably relatively tight for for the origin. Yeah, and then issue four starts like a proper arc, I guess, with Doc Shader on board for art, and we can I, I believe mm-hmm. so, yeah, have a thing there. So, no, it, it all makes sense. Uh, I liked that a lot. Like, I really was into it. It was super fun. Uh, and I think my favorite part about it, just existing, is that it feels like it's just filling a void that was wasn't there. I mean, we've got a lot of good DC books, but yeah. I don't think there was any that felt quite like this. This is kind of filling this yeah. sort of adventure void that was maybe missing mm-hmm. before. Yeah. And then you have Tom Strong in there, and you definitely know where it's going with that character. So, yeah. Very exciting right. times. Yeah, no, obviously, obviously. I mean, there was no surprise, but uh, obviously we'll be, keep doing the book. Mesha <laughs> 2 will be covered next month. Yes. Not to worry. Uh, so we will move on, I think, then, to Detective Comics 975, James Tenney in the fourth writing, Alvaro Martinez on the art. This is the trial of the Batwoman issue. Uh and I got super excited in this issue because as much as we've obviously had this Bat Family book, right? It's not mm-hmm. had Dick, it's not had Babs, and it's not had, like, Robin even, uh, Damien, right? There's something or, really... Or sa- Connor's favourite. Or Connor's favourite, Jason. Uh, there's something really beautiful to me about the idea that when this happened and Batman wants to discuss it with the family, he has to call in the core family who have not been around. Yeah. I really love that idea. And it was like... It's a family meeting. Like and even just Dick like meeting Babs first, and it's it, obviously it's a bit of a joke. He's like, "Oh, all my bikes are in Bloodhaven. Can I get a ride?" <laughs> um, but like just having them all, it, it feels like a. It, it does kind of feel like a, a family either reunion or like like a funeral or a wedding where they've not seen each other in a while, so they're all like arriving at different times and catching up. Um, yeah, it's got that kind of vibe to it. I like all and that. The stuff. Also, it's talking. It's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, they, they showed me I need Damien interacting with Cass more often. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I need it. I need someone who yeah. can put put him in his place. Yeah. Well, just not. Yeah, because they're almost two sides of the same coin. Whereas he's all bluster, and she's you know the opposite of all bluster. Yeah, yeah. Like, she, 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 no bluster is the phrase you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know if there was a better way to put that when yeah. I started it, but you know he's very gonna let you know what he's gonna do and how he can defeat you. And Cass doesn't need to do that. She can just give you the look and just go, no. You're, you're going down now. Or even yeah. Tim being smug is like, oh, I should have recorded that after she puts Damien down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that, that's, that's my one thing is how... I feel Tim's a little bit off here. Um, but I don't know if that's on purpose or if it's just in direct contrast with everybody else that's there. Do, do, you yeah. know what, do you know what I need more of? Actually, speaking of interactions, I think Babs and uh, Damien, I kind of want a bit more of that as well. I feel like we don't really get much of that. No. Yeah. So I, I, I could be doing more of that. This is what we say is we, what we want for when, when Detective shifts to a new writer. We want know, all these characters added in. Yeah. If, if we're going to shake up the team, yeah. shake up the format of the book a bit, 
let's let's get some of these things together. You know, it'd yeah. be cool. It'd be like a, a Brave and the Bold, but just for for Batman characters, where you can mix up for four issue arcs. You know, uh, that's you kind of because one of my suggestions was just do you know rotating through. Okay, this is a a, a dick arc. This is a a, a Tim arc. You know, like just do it like that and and spiral through. But maybe do it as a Brave and the Bold between them works better. Yeah, yeah. so it's always a pair or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, or, or a grouping of... Because it'd be cool to have the Batgirls like, teaming up with the first mm-hmm. Robins. You know, yeah. like, that'd be super cool. Or, or, or just, just the three Batgirls. Just for or an the issue. three Batgirls going on. Hey, I'll take, I'll yeah. take it on going just called Batgirls, thank you, with all the three Batgirls. Well, that too. Because like, one of my favorite things pre-Flashpoint was there was a story in Batgirl where Stephanie had to uh, watch Damien and she's babysitting and... It's just the the way that Brian Q. Miller wrote that. She teaches him how to be a kid. It's basically that's the yeah. issue. You know, and that that's always kind of my favorite thing is when you have these back characters and they're all personality. So it's fun to see them bounce off of each other. And then here, that's the whole crux of the issue. It's it's basically an issue of people sitting around talking. And normally, it's, it's, I'd be it's like, an issue of double page spreads. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ! Every Absolutely. almost everything. There was like three yep. single pages in the entire goddamn book. I'm gonna count them just just out oh, of, of 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 this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so basically one by one, they all give their opinion as as to what to do with this. Uh, and what's interesting is you you basically have characters who are arguing should should, should she wear the bat still and characters yeah. against. And interestingly, Babs is the one who first kind of comes in and says no, she should still. It's her choice because this isn't about her. This is about you. You you feel betrayed you feel like she's you know the legacy of your mother's side of the family you feel like oh no like this is about you and you feeling guilty over it not not her um and it's her choice to make that decision uh which at the end of the, the book she does because at the end of the book she actually agrees to go and run co- colony we're, we're, we're oh. going down that path for batman eternal so uh, that's the whole thing so do you think this is the decision that adult tim was talking about that yes. she's gonna ruin yeah. it all starts to reason stands to reason yeah yeah. yeah, I do. So, so it wasn't so much about the murder of Clayface as much as her basically leaving the bat. I think they're so intrinsically tied together. Anyway. Yeah. So he could yeah. have been referred to that specific incident because that sets the Bat family as a whole down this path as well. Of yeah, it's just so entwined. Like her killing Clayface is what leads to her making that choice. So I mean, yeah. it's kind of all one, one the same. I do love that Babs and even to an extent Dick. Uh, they're not afraid to like. I love how they feel like the oldest kids in the family because they are. They're not afraid to speak against Bruce and call him out on his shit. And I, I kind of really like that. I like that they're willing to do that. Well, I love especially with Babs because just you know she is smart enough. You know she's on on Bruce's level that way, and you just go look. No, I know, I know what you're doing, and you know mm-hmm. I, I think any like if that was Jason doing that, it would have felt so hollow. You know, so the yeah. fact that it's coming from Babs. Um, I, I, and I even like she, she calls out, "Oh, you even just set all this up for Tim to like run the, the Gotham Knights because yeah. you just wanted to basically find a place for Batwoman where she would not go down that path. You wanted to try and like keep an eye on her and keep tabs on her and keep yeah. her, in, you know, yeah. within the Bat and, family." And and I like the the bookend device of the funeral, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. where where Bruce and Alfred are there for her mom, and you would assume sister's funeral. Uh, and they talk about the pain and the loss and does it ever get better. And it's it's really throughout that you can see the split between the two. Between Bruce and Keith at those young ages. Uh, yeah. And then how it informs their decisions going later. That she is the soldier. And and while Batman has a mission, you never really think of him like a soldier. 
you know, he's just he's for a lot of he's Batman. Yeah, so, he's something else entirely. Yeah, uh, I, I, you know, still I thought it was really interesting how you know Tim actually refers to his plan, you know, his his eventual goal as Pax Batmana, which is obviously yeah. what that futuristic yeah. arc Pax. was. Yeah, well, so yeah, like, the whole goes too with Pax Romana, right? Yeah, and, which yeah, led yeah. to the downfall of the Roman Empire because they got they got too big. Yeah, exactly, uh, but I, I think it's interesting yeah. that e- even now that was always the goal for Tim. Like it may be a warped out of you know control to become you know what we actually saw, but in concept at least he had that even named already mm-hmm. at this stage. I think that's quite fascinating. He's, he, and that, that's kind of what not that it feels off. It feels very right for Tim, but for him to keep pushing this as he knows he knows the future Tim and what what happens. I, I and think fact- it's a case of being like I know that that's how that's supposed to be, but he's still. It, honestly, confident himself that he can do it differently. For as much better. as he thinks he's different from Batman, he's not going to become Batman. He's equally stubborn yeah. about what he thinks the the, the way things should go yeah. are compared to how Batman's stubborn about how the way things should be done. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a reason Tim is always seen as the successor to Batman, right? Yeah, he, but, but I can easily see how this gets corrupted and he becomes that future Batman. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's almost like he's just that. There's that tinge of. Uh, Naivety with him. Like, well, I mean, uh, Babs calls him out on that. She yeah. calls him you know, a, a naive teenager, uh, yeah. you know, an idealistic. I think was the word she uses, and, and that, that's kind of it. It's like he he has good intentions, and he clearly believes in what he's doing, and he doesn't realize how it's going to be perverted into what we've seen, yeah. which is why he's still going down that path because he just has no comprehension of that. Yeah, it does definitely feel like it's building to the Gotham Knights not being a thing. Uh, obviously, I've been we've been such a fan of the, like the team existing and interacting, and we we're even talking about in this issue how we kind of want some of these other characters to be around for some of these these stories so we can have them all interact. Uh, I I do hope it, it becomes something like that. Like maybe the solution at the end of this is for them to be closer as a family, even if it doesn't necessarily mean having an actual team where they meet at a round table and go on missions together. Yeah. But they're 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 close enough that we do see them like intermingle a lot and we see we see Babs in Detective Comics a lot with Batman or with Damien or with whoever, like, you know, pick and match. And obviously I want Steph and Cass around because I'll be upset if they if they Well of course. Well don't get lost too. I just want to say uh, the the final issue of his run he put the cover up, right? And Steph is not on the cover, and I'm like, oh, come on, you. She's just gone now. Given how much we were promised her at the start, she's been very in and out, hasn't she? Yeah, I I do feel like Steph's the one disappointing part where it feels like she was very limited compared to everyone else. As opposed to Cass, who... I mean, obviously, I love that Cass has got so much attention. I love that she had this emotional core with Clayface. And that's the thing in this issue. Like, that's the thing that's killing Kate, is she keeps seeing Cass's eyes. She can't live with the, the... the heartbreak oh. she's caused her, like she's just completely destroyed her world. Um, but yeah, but I love. Well, the I like how Alfred takes her. Like she's not part of the meeting. Mm. You know, he takes her to the, and the ballet. Like, oh, let's go watch the Russian ballet, and yeah. I, I need some dinner. And, yeah, and like we say, the that. core Bat family are the Robins and Babs. That's the core Bat family. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. they're the ones who are having this meeting. Uh, I, I like that. I like that he's like because obviously Alfred's an actor. He's into he's into these kind of things. He's you know he's he's going to be born with her. Uh, but I love the core debate of like should she be wearing the bat symbol? Like what does that mean? It's, it goes back to like obviously a couple issues ago when when Cash ripped it off and said no, this means more than that. Uh, and that's kind of what they're mm-hmm. debating here. And like Dick's like oh I think there's a path to redemption. I think she made the choice she thought was right. 
But maybe in the meantime, until she earns that trust back, she shouldn't be wearing the symbol. Uh, but no, Babs, yeah. no, she's just, if it's her choice to wear that symbol, if she wants to do it, move to her own thing with that. You can't stop her. She's yeah. made it her own as much as you know, everyone so, else. So where do you guys stand on that? Oh, let's just get into an interesting debate. Connor, you go first. What do you feel? Okay, okay. I, I think I'm closest to, to Dick, where, okay, I, I understand the decision she made. It was the wrong choice as a Bat family member, but arguably the right choice in general, as you know, as a, as a, as a soldier like she's trained. Yeah, um, I, yeah no, 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 no. so I think that, yeah, so she, she's not a Bat right now. But if she wanted to be, she can. You know, she can earn back that trust and become part of that family again. Yeah, I don't see Kate as a villain. I, I think, well, obviously, we're seeing her almost being uh, seduced. Seems the wrong word when we're talking about her father, but she has kind of been seduced into running the colony. This is kind of like being teased yeah. into that, mm-hmm. and he's kind well, of taking. It feels a... like this is a bigger, a bigger plan by him going like. They're just going to disappoint you. That's what he's been telling yeah. from the beginning. It's, it's almost like he's been whispering in her ears, like they're going to let you down, and then eventually it kind of happened. He put the gun in her hand. He gave her the gun, and then this happened, and now he's like, okay, now my daughter's where I want her back. I want her back with me, like, you know, living my legacy out. Not that stupid bat thing. Not my legacy. The Kane legacy. Yeah. So, well, as I try to corrupt the bat back in the first arc and steal its yeah. meaning. So, yeah. so, you, so, so you've got that. Weirdly, so, but I don't, I don't think... Yeah. Uh, like I, I don't see her as villainous because I do think the choice itself makes sense. She made the difficult call. Like, like in another, like in a movie, in an action movie, if this was happening, there's a monster coming, and the only way to take care of it is to kill the person who's becoming the monster. It would be the sad, tragic ending to the werewolf movie, or whatever. You know, take your pick, and yeah. it would make sense yeah. in the plot. But we are talking about superheroes, and we're talking about what it means to be on the Bat family, and that is yeah. the rule: is you do not kill. That's what that means. You do, you do, you find another way. You do something better. So. I probably do agree with with uh, Dick mostly. Uh, that said, I do kind of like where Babs comes from with it. I, th- I think what's really smart about this issue is that I don't think any of the opinions of any of the team members struck me as being a that doesn't make sense for the character or b that's completely bullshit and out of line. They all felt like they they'd had some sense to them, and I think Babs was particularly interesting because she just called out Bruce and all of his shit. And I think especially yeah. just tying into what she's like, kind of setting up in her own book right now, we'll get into that mm-hmm. obviously more later, but the idea that she's getting to a point where she's starting to feel like she's growing up and she's not a kid anymore. Uh, and this kind of ties into that kind of neatly, which is quite pretty cool. So, so, I agree with that. So, so weirdly, and I never thought I'd say this, I fell more towards Jason's reasoning. Just like, he made sense and I wasn't expecting that. Well, no. You know? To be fair, I don't want to be seen defending Jason here. That will <laughs> not help my reputation. But to go back to, to go, no, no, chat, to go back to what Peter just said, what yeah. Peter said, not me. Everyone makes sense with their arguments. There yeah. is no one who just comes out with something that you go, "Now nah, that's bullshit," hmm. including Jason. He is such the black sheep of the family. I expected him to go, "Oh yeah, I don't, I don't see what's wrong." Like that dude needed to catch a bullet, and she did what needed to be done. But his he came off like super thoughtful, which isn't very Jason, you know. So just the fact that he was like, "Yeah, it was a tough decision." She made it. Like, look, I don't use lethal means anymore because I learned, and you know. So just the fact that like, he's like, "Yeah, you could still be a bat and do that," you know. I, I'm proof of it. I'm right here. Bruce lets me you know, do what I need to. So I was just like, man, these are all three great arguments out of these three characters and they all match. 
you know? Yeah, definitely. I think this is one of the best issues of the run. And I think it's one of the best issues because it brings into question what being a Bat family member means. And not not necessarily with Batman, because Batman stays mostly silent. He just sits there and he listens yep. to the arguments. He he just listens, he lets them have their he's input. Detached. And I actually really like that. I like that he's like, no, no, what does this what does being a Bat family member mean to all of you? Because obviously he started it, he's Batman, he's you know, he's got his war on crime and he's he's tragedy with his parents. He he is just what he is. But he wants the opinions of the others who have taken up the mantle as part of the legacy. And what, what does it mean to you? That right there encompasses the difference between Batman and Detective Comics uh, as books. Mm, yeah. This has been the the team book. Yeah, Batman's been a part of it, but it's never been his book. And even no. this issue, he's he's just facil- facilitating the discussion and the debate. He's not really taking part. He's just overseeing it. Because I was expecting well, yeah, that to, he's the judge. But I was expecting it to have the end actually. Trial. As I was reading it, I thought we'll get to the end, and the last couple of pages will be him giving his input and what he feels. Mm-hmm. Like, after he's listened to everything, he's, he's considered everyone else's opinion, here's what I feel. Um, but it, it doesn't do that, because what it actually does instead is it goes to Kate, and we see Kate make her decision. So, all, yeah. I mean, not making the rest of it irrelevant, but just making it irrelevant in the sense that they're not it's, going to decide for her. Yeah, it, it's kind of Batgirl wins in this sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, Babs is right. Yeah. It's her decision. She takes it into her own hands what she does. We we well, don't and, have the, the, that say. And but the... Luke and Azriel mm. kind of help her along that way too. You know. Yeah, it's fine. I don't care about those. <laughs> yeah, well, I know you don't, but you know, I think the and, fact uh, that they're there. And, and, and here's the thing I like about it as well is that Batgirl advocates her making her own decision, and then she does make her own decision. But I think, at least from our perspective, it's it's clearly the wrong decision. And I think, the, given the future we've seen as well, it's probably the wrong decision. But she has but, to be allowed to make her own mistakes. Well, given the future ahead, where it seems like she's the, the the I don't say warrior for freedom, but the, the she, she's one of the people that, yeah, she's part of the resistance with the colony against you know. Yeah, if, if uh, I recall, it was her and Jason were the, the main people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. When I say this is the wrong choice, I don't necessarily mean that she's the villainous one in the future. I mean that that happens because of this decision, because this is what starts the dominoes yeah. falling. Um, yeah. yeah. So I had a friend bring up that his his personal theory is she's just doing this to, to kind of take down the colony once and for all. Like, this is her now... Uh, her killing Clayface is almost like you know in a, in a mob movie where where the undercover guy has to kill somebody to to earn that place mm-hmm. and show he's loyal. That that was his take, and I don't think I think it's too tropey, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if, if I, it goes that direction a little. No bad. one else is in on it. That's if that's if that's what's happening. If that's her plan right now, this is mm-hmm. purely her and her alone who's thinking that. Yeah. I think ultimately I hope not because that's less interesting than yeah. her going, oh, this is my father. You know, okay, maybe I can do better with those resources than these resources. I mean, that's Weighing it. that up makes we, we kind of storytelling for me. We kind of think by the end of the story, though, that she will realize the colony are like not what she should be doing or that yeah. they're doing you know, evil things well, and they should be stopped. Don't forget, they, he, Tinian keeps throwing Ulysses in there doing his crazy cackles. Of course, you yeah. Know? So, I think it's I think it's possible she tries to stay with Colony and you know shape them to be better and maybe if she can lead them into being useful rather guess, than just being uh, you know pests. I guess I just don't see it being that long term because I don't necessarily see her running Colony and Batwoman's solo book. I guess is what I'm saying. I mean, that would be an interesting direction after after it resolves the the family stuff right now. I mean, it could Zafia. be, yeah, yeah. I, and, I, I, and, I, and again, you, you want to make yeah. it James Bond. 
Ash, there you go. There's her, what is it, MI6 in, yes. in Bond, Connor? It, it yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> you, you got six and five. I can never remember which was. One's, one's domestic and one's international. Right, it's like, well, know, that's, CIA, like, that's FBI. like Exactly. Yeah. So. I'm going to start the MI7. The MI7 is going to be the, the intergalactic uh, forces. <laughs> that, that's their man in black. That's, that's the one that's uh, so secret, no one even knows what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what cracks me up now that we're at Mission Impossible Six and Henry Cavill's there. Uh, Oh, MI Six, yeah. Um, And then MI Eight is the interdimensional forces. So MI Seven is basically Shield, right? Yeah, kinda. Yeah. Actually, if I remember X Men stuff, there was an MI that Excalibur was a part of. Okay. So, oh yeah, yeah, and it might have been seven or eight or something along those lines. I can't remember. Or do we go with the X Files thing and say MIX is the the alien threats? Yeah. <laughs> MIX. I mean, <laughs> if you tell me the X is a Roman numeral and it, you know, that's just you know, that's the ten, I'll allow it. This has been done a weird path, but the Detective College was really good this week. Yeah, <laughs> this it was. what we're saying. Uh, and it, it was people sitting down talking, but every single part of the conversation was fascinating. It was really sort of. Again, talking about what the, the the bat means and those who wear it should they live up to a standard. And I think it's an interesting debate. And um, you know, and, uh, credit to the art where you know obviously we we criticise the the sheer volume of double page spreads, but I think when it is just people sitting around a room talking, yeah, you know, it's it's on the artist to really you know, bring that to life. Mm. And I it, think well, and it gives it a, a sense of of cinematography because the way that you follow. The, the words. Yeah. So they're almost like camera movements. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and credit to, the, again, just going back to the Babs argument, is it kind of fits her character in the sense that her origin is that Batman didn't like like let her become Batgirl. She just became Batgirl and then he kind of had to yeah. accept it because she was going to do it no matter what. And I kind of like that because that ties into her saying she has the choice to do yeah. what she wants. Yeah. Well, her, her origin doesn't revolve around tragedy like some of the others, mm. like the Robins. So... Yeah. Or Batman. Okay, I, I, I do feel like, you know, it, t- Tim being the, the odd one out in the Robins in, in that sense. Yeah. But, you know, he, he isn't. He, he, he kind of chose this as well. And he's know. the one who made Doom is all. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, in the sense that he's kind of that natural counterpart to Babs in the same way that, that you know, she has that journey and so does he. Mm. And, uh, but, and, you know, this is seeing the two divergent paths that that can take and, and how that can affect them. Oh, and it also reestablishes origin of figuring out the Batman stuff before, yeah, thank God. you know, which, which infuriatingly gave to Dick in in New Fifty Two, so yeah, yeah, which I guess we're just happily so ignoring now. <laughs> Fine by me. Yeah, yeah, you know, well, stood properly. Yeah, makes sense. All right, let's move on then to Action Comics nine nine eight. Dan Jorgens writing, Will Conrad on the art. Uh, this wraps up the 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 Zod Planet story, uh, which is basically yeah. simply solved by Skeet. Who did get blown up last issue? He basically goes into the Eradicator robots and has an army of robots that he can then fight with. That's fantastic! God damn, I love Skeets. <laughs> and I also love that Booster is put off by him having like a human-ish form, mm-hmm. just because he's always his floating iPad, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they did exactly what we thought we were going to do. Like you know, Lois and her dad are dead, but of course there's time travel involved. Uh, I will say I do like the one thing I do like about it though. Uh, I don't like it for the most part, but the one thing I do like about it is that Superman never knows that it happens. I like that it's yeah. Booster on his own who says, I'm going to go back 90 seconds and stop that. 
Yeah, no, no I agree. I think it, it really loses some weight, though, in the sense that, okay, was the end of last issue, and then it's just, oh, here, oh, end of this issue. Oh, yeah, I guess we should resolve that. Well, that, that whole... I just feel like that whole the whole thing with Longamba was Pointless. kind of filler. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and also, you know, Booster literally just gives a whole page of a speech of never do yeah. this, no matter what, never. Yeah. Well, and then immediately, and, and ah, so the fact, fine, do it. Well, but then he he also knows that whenever he gets back to to Vanishing Point, that he if it's Rip Hunter, whoever is leading the Time Masters, is going to be doing for doing this, you know, because yeah. who knows what he's changed now. And you feel that after he makes that decision. So I'm I'm fine with that. Him telling Superman, and it's also Superman learning the lesson. Of like, uh, yeah, I, I, as much I just as you think want. If if you're gonna tell me, yo, he's he's really this against changing anything to the point of like that, like no matter what, nothing. I feel like that that should be established long before you know, like a page before. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't need a yeah. literal speech a page before the event. Uh, I, no, I agree. I, I just I like the emotion of the moment where he's like, "No, I'm I'm doing this anyway. Skate, get out of my way." Um, yeah. I, I, I like the emotion of that, and just just because he, he says something like, "Oh, he just watched his like first family die. I'm not letting that happen again." Yeah, no, it's, yeah, he, he, he just watched his world die. His world. That was it. That was yeah. the line. Yeah. Um, I yeah. So I mean, I like that part of it, but for the most part, I mean, this arc's been kind of. Like it started off well, like that first yeah. issue. It's been super bumpy. Yeah, and then it's been really up and down. Obviously, a couple of Brett Booth issues don't help, and then the lowest stuff's not been particularly great. It's felt like filler, and then this just feels kind of like a a quick ending. Well, again, with a couple of nice elements, but for the most part, it was just kind of fight the things, get on the ship. They could have been four issues instead of six. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, so, but. I, I, uh, yeah, I have a question. You know, when when they're talking about you know changing the the Zod stuff, they're like you know, so this this never happens. He's like, hey, it's fine. That's the future. You can change that still. But yeah. Do you know what? I, I'm glad you're. Past? I, I'm glad you're bringing this up because I yes. I, I had that same question. Is like, well, yeah, but from your perspective, this is all the past. So what what dictates what's the past and what's the future if you're time yeah, traveling? Like, like the way he implies it is, no matter when he is, this present day in, in rebirth in comics continuity that is the present no matter where you are in time so the it's, well, it's hyper time yeah so explain what you mean by so, that matt <laughs> so hyper time with the with the way that the present works it's it it's not a straight line in that way it, it's kind of a sliding scale so with booster the fact that he came back in time and he he basically exists outside of time so he can jump around on that sliding scale. So that's what that hyper time is. Yeah, but that doesn't explain any of this. Like, how how does that explain what the the, the present day in comics continuity is the present day, no matter what, and the past before that can't be changed, but anything after that, oh, that can be changed. The future is not set. You can change whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, that's always been the problem with Booster, though, right? Or, or even even the Legion superheroes coming back and bringing Superman to their future. Mm. You know, like, what is exactly the future? The I mean, future yeah, is, it's not it's not a unique problem to this, so, absolutely, but he specifically know, says that know, in so, this issue. Yeah, when you point so it out, I, I'm going to call it. Yeah, so the fact that it's a sliding scale, that's what always, for me, that that's how I because it. Because as soon as he said that, as soon as he said, it's the future, you can change it from present day, all I could think was, yeah, but if they go back in time to when Krypton exploded, that's present day now for them. So now that they can change whatever they want. Well, and that was the point of that whole side thing where uh, they, they got the arcs off and then we saw the, the what could have been. 
for um, for for Clark, you know, on New Krypton. And then because I think what they were implying is about Manhattan. Like whatever changed the past and pulled Jarrell, it doesn't really subscribe to the stuff that Booster's in. Yeah, we see, of course, some vanish with the blue light, so there's always a little bit of yep. teasing yeah. there. And again, uh, you know, much like we got in, in Doomsday Clock, is it was very much, okay, this is the last possible moment for it to have happened. Yeah. So it mm. doesn't change anything before that moment. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it can always have happened this way. Mr. Oz has always existed yeah. and will have cut to this point because you know, as, as far as the timeline is concerned, he was always removed at that point. Right. Sure. Yeah. But the timeline's been changed. Like I said, a new yes. timeline. Yeah. Because Manhattan came in and messed up. The, there's, there's two separate times. One where you know, he just dies and Oz doesn't exist. And one where Oz always right. exists. There is no, you know, it, it's one of those. It's it's completely binary. Oh, yeah. But it's not just that, though. It's like that plus everything that New 52 did. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That everything got changed. That's just one element of it. Yeah. 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 I mean, just specifically. That's why I just go to hypertime, guys. I just go, yep, hypertime. Cool. Boom. <laughs> This is this is not working like Speed Force, Matt. You can't just say hyper time and just brush it away. Speed Force and hyper time are almost one and the same. I mean, they're pretty intertwined. <laughs> the di- the difference is here is that they're specifically telling us exact rules, but the rules don't even hold well, up just, until you, until I the end of the sentence. Necessarily, it's a rule as much as it's a philosophy of you can't worry too much about the future because the future is malleable. You know, so like your actions that you do right now. That's what impacts the future, not that right, the future is something. If, if I go back in time three weeks, this moment right now would be the future to me. So I, can I change this? Because it's malleable then, but it's not malleable to us now. Now, I think what could have been better explained, and the way I'm maybe going to interpret it here, is that when you're in your, your present day, for the present day you should be in, i.e. you've not travelled, the future is not set because all the actions you take in your life are what's going to shape the future anyway. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Um... He doesn't say that, but that's how I'm maybe going to interpret it to make it work. Is that, no, no, in your present day, where you're supposed to be Superman, you can do as much as you want to try and fix things, because that is your present day, and you're supposed to be affecting everything going forward. But going back in time, where you're not supposed to be there, is breaking the rules. Well, that's, and again, I've brought this up a couple times, in, in the Booster Gold series, he goes back and tries to prevent the killing joke. But because, it's like Booster says here, the past is set concrete, Whereas the the present's a little bit more, it's kind of set but not fully solid. So he goes back and tries to save Barbara Gordon. Well, yeah, but that, 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 that's, that's, does, Matt, that's what brings up the debate, though. He's from no, the future. No, know, e- e- everything's the past. Everything should be concrete right. to him. Right. <laughs> Let me get to my point. Okay. So he goes, he goes and tries to stop Joker, and every time he gets the crap kicked out of him, and that sort of punter's like, no, you can't. Certain certain events are locked, and you can't change those. No, but that's you jumping know, to different. So, that's a different thing, though. That, that, that's fixed point in time rules. That's, that's, that's doing different. Doctor Who yeah, rules. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, just jumping off of there, that's that's the whole concrete. And so, but you're right with the what is boosters present. You can right? you, you can have you can right have now? either the past is concrete, or you can have fixed points and times can't be changed. Right. These are clashing can't do here. Both. No. Because yeah. <laughs> otherwise. Everything in the past is a fixed point in time, essentially. Yeah. If the past is concrete. I was going off of the rules, John. See, said it's easy for us to say the past is concrete because we can't time travel. So we're just, yeah, the, the past right. is fixed. We can't change it. The future, we can change as much as we want. Yeah. 
Yeah. Madness. Yeah. Nonsense. I don't know. I think you both are overthinking it about that. I, I think they should just be consistent within their own issue. I don't mind when, you know, all right, I get they're not going to line up with previous versions. It's fine, whatever. But just be consistent within your own single issue. I don't think that's too much to ask. Yeah. Because they should have just said that line. I went, that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Um, so, Booster's a flawed character, Matt. I'm sorry. But Booster's flawed. Yeah, and, and, and again, as if that would change how I like him. I'm just, I'm Fla- just pressing flawed, your buttons back, aren't I? just means he has an arc to, come, to overcome. Yeah, it's. You know, I ride with the flawed characters. I love Guy Gardner. Well, I don't know. I don't mean flawed in that they're, they've got like issues they have to work uh, through in the arc. They're flawed just in their, their mechanics, I guess. He's it's a broken a... character. He doesn't yeah. work. He's broken, yes. Broken? <laughs> I, I think it's broke Matt. Matt's looking broken You're over broken, Matt. Here. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, we spent way longer about actually Calx than I thought we would. Uh, what, what was it? There was a tease at the end for something. What was it? I'm forgetting now. Well, no, he, he mentioned about something happening was a complete different uh, timeline, and it kind of hinted at the Marvel, which I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, oh yeah, it was a Marvel joke. the joke, the, the Alfred right. Jarvis thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, That's right, it was a Marvel joke. They also hinted at, at a family reunion of sorts with Clark and General Lane and, you know, him, him telling John that Superman's garbage, you know. Yeah, so that may be the next issue as well. Yeah, it says next the General and the Superman, so. Yeah. Gotta hate General Lane, and not because he doesn't like Superman. I just don't think he's he's Thunderbolt Ross meets Triple uh, uh, J, J. Jonah Jameson. So yeah, all right. Well, let's move on. Let's move on to Wonder Woman number forty. James Robinson writing, Stephen Segovia on the art. We have to. what's funny is there was the least amount of Jason in this that we've had probably since the start yeah. of this run. But and I'm gonna make a wrestling reference. It it might have been the less, but. The fact that he shows up when you don't want him to, it just kills everything. Don't get me wrong, yeah. Him showing up at the end is a bummer. But I actually think the rest of the issue is still one of the weakest issues of this entire run. I agree. It's so clunky and just so much dialogue it's, and just it's nothing like, but, oh, this happened, then this happened, then this happened. It's nothing but exposition. So, 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 it's just Steve and Diana just yeah. telling us things for, like, the whole thing. There, there isn't a story. It's just, oh, this happened, also, and then this happened. Also, well, Darkseid's doing stuff in the background. And when, when Jason appears at the end, it doesn't build up to like a reveal. It just comes out of nowhere. They're, they're just ending their conversation and Jason's like, hey, I'm here. And I have a new suit, guys. Check this out. And mm-hmm. I'm really annoyed because my one positive about the last issue, my one positive was like, well, he's gone for a little bit now, right? Yeah, I was and thinking. I is get it... a single goddamn issue. That was just last issue where he disappeared, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. That I thought we are going to oh, at least we get an arc without him. And then he comes God, back. Just... I'll be like, ah, oh, it's fine. I'll get a little bit of that. I feel this always happens when I get into a Wonder Woman run. Is there's there's stuff that I really really like, and then that writer or that creative team leaves, and a new one takes it over and it just tarnishes all that goodwill that I've had built up. And I just I stop caring. Like reading this, I was just like, why am I why am I still reading well, yeah, this? Yeah, why, why are we still reading this? Other than it just yeah. Wonder Woman. Because we were promised we were yeah. getting a new creative team like much sooner than this. Yeah, yeah and, but now now we know, well, no, we're I know that until at least more... the summer. It was more of a hypothetical than why am I still reading this? Yeah. Because I just like if it was a, I know it's Wonder Woman, but if if we got her working with with like the Odd Fellows, instead of all this Jason stuff, that's cool. Like remember how much talk I talked about the Shea Fontana? I would easily take more of that. Yeah. Oh than, yeah, I'll take more Shea Fontana because I mean all I, of this. 
So some of the issues were really goofy for me, but like it was still. I mean, yeah, overall, I had fun with that a lot. I mean, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I think the biggest thing that really like separates this and says, "Hey, remember how much you like Drucker and how much this isn't as good?" There's a scene here with Veronica Kale, and it's not anywhere nearly as good as any of the scenes with Veronica Kale that we had before. Uh, no, it just doesn't not. sound like. It doesn't sound like Kale. Well, do you know what? No, do you know why? That's exactly what what Robinson has done is he's taken a Superman script with Superman talking yeah. to Lex mm-hmm. and just changed the character names. That's yeah. it. Yes, it's, 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 yeah, because he even the way she's she solving. I mean, I know Kale was pissed about her daughter and like having to stay in Themyscira, but just the way she talks yeah. about it, like, "Oh, you stole my daughter from me," and that stupid island, and like, just like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it was, it was, your daughter was gonna die. Like, that's it. Like, you know, like. It's not a black and white issue, and that's what pisses off Kale. Cause and, and she was she was in on that. that. That was like an emotional moment where yeah. she knew that was happening. It's not like she was yeah. just out of the blue for her at the time. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and then I, just really, the I really hate this issue. <laughs> then, then the different like things that attack, and just like there was a really like thin connection to lead it back to Kale. I was just like, what is going on here? Like I said it was it's a Lex Luthor issue. Like that's this is a Lex Luthor plot, oh, man. Not necessarily a good okay, one. Did, it, that's what did it is. Rucka, did Rucker bring in Steve calling her Angel? I think he might have done towards the know. end. I don't know. But it, it wasn't like every time they talked, it was just, no. it was a term of endearment. I feel like it might have been you in that very final issue with them. Yeah, maybe it was but in there. Not like, not like every time he talks to her, like Robinson's doing, where that's the only thing he calls her. Yeah, it was like, definitely in Rucker's run, but yeah, it wasn't as frequent as it is now. Oh, man. So Here's the thing. I don't know if I'm coming back for the next issue at this point. I really don't. I'm in. I'm just out of rage. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. I, just, I feel like, I mean, we should be covering Wonder Woman. It's one well, of the Trinity. Well, no, and... that, that's the thing. That's the only reason I'm still reading it this long. But yeah, I, know. I, I know. don't like this. This is a bad book. Why am I reading this? Why am I wasting my time? Other than, oh, that's I'm gonna put the silver lining. I kind of do like the dark side stuff, even though it kind of feels like it doesn't matter. Like <laughs> he's, he's I, clinging I, to it. He's clinging to it. I like the dark side stuff. There's well, something I like. <laughs> well, that is, and just it looks cool as hell. Like the apocalypse stuff in the temple, in the middle of the jungle. You know, like, but why is he establishing an, a, a, an apocalypse thing here, or is he just building up energy to get back there? There's Anything that's happened in Miracle, or no, I do it every time. Mister Miracle, have any indication of of the dark side here? Because it doesn't feel so. This doesn't feel like a Lovecraftian dark side is. You know, this is just like super mega villain on Earth. You know, I don't know. Uh, I just talked myself out of it. I didn't like that either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I have to say anything. I didn't like this issue. I mean, I was just kind of plodding through it, and then the ending. Obviously, I was annoyed that Jason showed up, but what really annoyed me is it just felt like it didn't build up to it. It was just out of nowhere, just like you no. know, oh, Jason's back. And it had the you know had the even little... if they would have done the cheap cliffhanger of oh you and you turn the page and we don't get to see who it is until next issue. At least there would have been like two weeks to go. I just, I just, I feel it like have been. It gave us the, the next time you know caption at the bottom, and I'm just like. You didn't give me any reason to come back. There was no build to it. There was no like drama in the moment. And like like we just pointed out a couple of minutes ago, Jason only disappeared last issue. 
here's the thing you know it says next question answers we're supposed to be in oh he's back where he where's he been how's he got this suit how long's time been gone for him you know you know but i don't care i don't, I don't care. give a shit no one cares keep him gone kill him quickly please like, you know I, what? Uh, 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 send I don't know him what send him to the underworld Retrieve Hercules and make it Diana and Hercules, brother, sister. Makes makes going back. Joe, I I would pay good money to read that because Hercules was awesome. Best part of this run. I I I'll no, I like some of the Silver Swan stuff. Yeah, Matt, you 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 got no sound now. It's the quietest Matt's ever been. I know. I I I could just see his mouth moving and there's nothing coming out. Like, oh, this is nice. (laughs) <laughs> no. I, I could tell he said her, but no, but I don't yeah, know if you yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear, I guess we're wrapping up Wonder Woman anyway. As you, uh, as you good. Am I back? Oh, there you go. That's that's you. Yeah. Um, all right, so that that'll take us out of the Flash, uh, number forty-one. Or wait, was Wonder Woman forty-one as well? They should be matching. Did I just not it choose the number? 41. Yeah. Did you not say forty-one? No, I said forty. I think. No. Well, not bad. Because you're wishing you, doesn't it? No, Joe, it is. It's because. I always forget because I always copy and paste like the the week four from the previous week for this one, and I must have just put the number up one, thinking it was just one number up instead of the usual two because double shipping. Uh, but hey, uh, so yeah, flash number forty one. Uh, we've got J- James Robinson, Joshua Williamson, thankfully, uh, writing it, and uh, Carlos Deanda on the art, and of course we Grodd's here. The entire city, central city, is frozen in time because of speed force, and. Uh, Barry's not got his powers. He's probably going to be frozen eventually, but there's still like a trace of Speed Force, so he's he's, he's still around and talking. Um, we got the other speeds. We got Avery. We got we got uh, new Wally, original Wally. Uh, they're trying to figure things out. Uh, and uh, as previously, I think this issue continued the uh, the general goodwill that I think the the book's been mm-hmm. building up. Um, I love the fact that it's jumping between the two main flashes. You know, there's, there's narration from Barry for a while. Uh, he's getting a little bit tetchy. He's feeling naked without his powers, mm-hmm. and he wants his powers back. Uh, you know, it goes. I, obviously, my favorite section is probably Wally going around the city and talking about how he misses the city and how he talks about the, you know the, yep. the the florist to sit. You know, he's like, oh, but I took Linda there and I got her flowers, and he told me, don't get the roses. Everyone gets the roses, so I got her lilies, and that ended up being no, her favorite. Got her tulips. Tulips. That was the one. The point was that he changed the the, the flowers, favorite. and that's that was her favorite. Yeah. The, the actual oh, floor is now here, now there. But uh, yes, Matt. This makes me miss. This, no, this just makes me miss the Wally series so much. Oh yeah. Like you know, like Barry. Like I, I tend to love all the Flash characters, right? And you know, and I miss Bart, but young Wally, he's he's come really to his own, and we've gotten Avery. But man, Wally West is my Flash, and so to see him going through here, it just it made me feel nice. But then I always remember Zooms at the end of this tunnel, like, and that's scary. And obviously Barry and Wally have a bit of, just again, a, a bit of a disagreement because Barry sends away the younger flashes. He's like, hey, get out here. And of course they ignore him like, hey, let's go try and talk to Mina. We may be able to win her back over. I don't see that ending well, but that's their yeah. plan. And yeah. uh, of course, Wally ends up fighting with uh, the, the speed god. What's his face? Raijin. 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 I, 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 yeah. I say it a different way every time I say it. Uh, that's cool. But he ends up fighting him, and they obviously want this lightning wand that, that Barry's got a hold of because they, uh-huh. Grodd needs it to like finish his, his speed force storm yeah. like beacon yeah. device transfer. There you go, mm-hmm. that whole thing. Um, and it, they basically also figure out that when he does what he's going to do, it'll take all their speed force from them as well. So all the flashes will have their, their speed drain. Well, and if and if it doesn't get solved quick, the central city will hit absolute zero. Yeah, and, and that's it for everybody. Yeah. So there's, I like that Williamson added that ticking clock. 
Yeah, no, it's good. Especially when you've got a character like the Flash and everything's about time. Yep. Adding a ticking clock actually really thematically works with yep. the, yeah, definitely. the character. Oh, man. So I think it especially man. works now with uh, Barry, you know, not able to make time mm. last longer than, yeah. than it should. He's he's running on you know, regular speed and he's yeah. struggling and with that. Iron Heights is outside the city limits, right? Because it's out on the island. Uh, so, I assume so. I think it's still yeah. in the bubble, though, right? Because uh, Kristen is uh, still frozen. She's there. No, because he talks to her. No, he doesn't. He, he walks around her and he, he talks about her. He narrates about oh, her. Oh, crap. Okay. I, I think he says something to her, but she's frozen in time. I, I, I read that quick. This is the last thing I read today. So, <laughs> I was trying to get through it before we started. Because it's, 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 it's like that little sort of like somber moment as he's like, you know, saying how he, like, well, I mean, that sounds like he's confessing romance, but he's, he's, he's talking about how he feels. Yeah. Mm. As she's like standing there frozen. Yeah, they're all frozen. Oh, they are, aren't they? That's why it's okay. So, because basically it builds just... up, he goes to Iron Heights because he's got this really bad idea to uh, get August's yeah. help, get Godspeed uh, on the case. Because he still has his speed. Godspeed can help. Yeah. yeah. So, well, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't, you know? Yeah. So, and I think and if there's anybody that knows a thing or two about stealing speed force, it is Godspeed. And we've said this before, but he's really played the long game with this run. And bringing in Godspeed here, where we've had the idea that maybe he could be redeemed. He's, you know, he's, he's shown some, tr- you know, some some nice qualities recently. And then this is like maybe a terrible idea, but it might work. Like it might be the, the other speed ally they need. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, you know he's shown potentially some redemption mm-hmm. is is possible for him. So it makes sense for Barry to go to this. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it's setting up the conflict as well where. Barry seems to be like desperate, like he's you know he's naked without his powers and he's feeling the 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 pressure and the he's desperate almost to like solve this and he wants his powers back mm-hmm. and Wally kind of calls him out on it. So we're saying setting up the, the seeds for how maybe not why Flash, Flash War starts, but at least why Zub is able to manipulate them into a war. It's like the, the yeah, seeds they're, are there. They're, they're a little antagonistic already, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's, also, that's all cool. this talk about Barry being Barry before the powers and he didn't like who that was. Has that always been a thing? Because that seemed new to me, even as uh, a long-time flasher. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not familiar with that core idea. I think, I think because a big part of what this last couple of arts have done is it's the idea that because uh, even you know what Grodd and everyone was saying to him at the start of the arc is, uh, yeah, without your powers, you were nothing. Like you, 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 know, you know, and even the idea earlier on in the run where it talked about the Flash being the biggest villain to Barry Allen. Like that's yeah. that's what ruins his life. So yeah. it's really examining what it means to his life and what he is with and without the powers. And I think that's kind of the debate that we're bringing up here. Gotcha. Uh, okay. And I think because he feels helpless, he feels like he's useless without his powers because he can't just go and save Iris. He can't go do other things. And of course, that's yeah. the other moment I really liked. Of course, was uh, when Wally yeah. sees Iris and he's yeah. like. So I, I think we're going to end this arc, maybe, or maybe during Flash War, we'll get him telling Iris about everything. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. I think we're building to so. that. I, I think that might be something that incites Flash War of you know mm. w- you know him wanting to Barry saying no. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah, so that's the reason. Uh, that could be the big cliffhanger at the end of this arc that kind of leads into uh, to the main Flash War. So, so if if she remembers everything, right? If he if he basically wakes her up, does she remember everything like he does? So, like the Linda stuff. Uh, because, yeah, presumably. Iris is, Iris she... is one of those. Crocs characters. You know it, what I mean, like, I mean, yeah. I wonder if it won't wake her up right away, and she'll she'll just like not sure if she can believe it. Like, it'll sound so bizarre and strange. Yeah. Or maybe they, or maybe they do the whole route where you know, much like uh, we've seen with other characters, where it does just wake them up. 
I wonder, like, then she remembers being married to Barry. And, like, yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. You, you, once you do that, you have to introduce all the Barry stuff that yeah. she remembers. And, but that could cause conflict. Though. Maybe that's what starts the war, yeah. because she's then pissed at Barry for not telling her. And yeah. but, oh, to be fair, I, I think in Barry's defense, how do you tell someone that? Oh, by the way, there was an alternate reality where we were married, and like we had yeah. all this history. Like that's a lot to try and alone someone. That's intimidating. Yeah. I, well, I totally get why Barry wouldn't have done it, but yeah. like we don't know how Iris reacts to things. How did she react when she found out he was the Flash? Mm. You know, she like, killed Zoom or uh, yeah, Zoom. Professor <laughs> Zoom. Professor Zoom. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Thon. Yeah, reverse Thor and Solomon. Let's just say Thor and Solomon because it gets confusing. Yeah, I, I, I don't like that. Yeah, I like that, but just the fact that New Fifty Two had, had the Daniel West Reverse Flash, and then there's Professor Zoom, and then there's Zoom, and then just man, they all have the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I, I was mostly a fan of the art, but you know, it's it's clear that this was a fill-in for yeah. Di Domenico in the sense that yeah. it, it, trying to do a similar style. Similar. I think the style worked though. I think the overall look of the, the, the everyone being frozen was pretty cool. Honestly, my only complaint I, I thought the colouring on like uh, original Wally's suit was just a little it's bit a bit too pink. In the, yeah, a bit too pink. Yeah, there was that, and then there was a couple of times uh, the speedsters when they were in speed mode, their feet, their front foot would look huge. If you go to the very final page, look at Godspeed's front foot. It it's just on, looks it's so. Fish, yeah, it looks so oversized compared to the rest of him. Like if you look at his foot and then his head. It's just like okay, that that's too big. Well, what uh, I also like about the art, like like Pete was saying, it's like Gia Domenico, but it also feels like Porter. Like it's in the sweet spot. It feels yeah, like Flash. Yeah, it's kind of in, in between. And, the, and right. then you pick up on those flaws, like like. Connor's no, like, don't get me wrong. It's it's pretty good, but there's yeah. just a couple of things that stop it being as good as it could be. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'd be all for seeing Deanda and more stuff. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with them. Not me either, which is why, you know, like, like I say here, I don't know if this is his usual style or if it's more a, okay, this is what Gia Domenico has been doing for this arc. Let's mm. try and, you know, emulate that and get in that zone. Uh, if that's the case, it's a very good job at emulating that for sure, though, because it definitely feels consistent. Yeah. All right, that'll take us on to Batgirl number 20. Hope Larson writing uh, Sam Bajri on the art. This is the second part of the uh, Cold Snap plot, which, I mean, still disappointed there's no Cold Snap in it. But, uh, of course, we had the whole... She had the coordinates to go and find the, the lab that her friend was working at. She went there. Uh, she, she arrives here, here, there. It turns out whoever's doing all this hacking stuff has also hacked her GPS to take her somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I, I, did, I did get a chuckle when she goes yes. in the building and finds out it's just storing a lot of bat shit. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that, that is a, someone had some fun with that joke. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty funny yeah. joke. Uh, but then, basically, it turns out the thing that they stole from this lab was basically a device that makes people around you trust you. A, a trust gun, I believe she calls it. Uh, I oh, it was trust, trust Ray. Trust Ray. Yeah. Okay. Um, and she sort of looking at it and she, she does the whole thing where she's got a really good memory. And he's like, I don't have any footage. He was wearing a mask, but we have audio. Does, your, yeah. does the audio work with the memory? And it does that cool thing. It's almost like a Daredevil-esque like, couple of panels yeah. where the face it, forms in her head and you no. see it's actually uh, Black Sun, uh, you know, Penguin's kid. Ethan. Ethan. Yeah. And... It's like, oh shit, okay, I'm glad they brought them back in for this two-parter. This is good fun. Uh, it ties in with the snow, because penguins and all the rest of it. And obviously yep. Penguin was in the last issue, and he was having fun. Uh, and, you know, it becomes Batgirl then tracking him down and dealing with all this stuff. And uh, really, I had more fun with this. I, I thought all of this was, uh, the, the fight was cool. I like how cool. she falls 
hospital trust Ray, and then uh, she's leaving. She's like, "Oh, I love that oh damn it! They were it, using it, it in some, there. Something smells fishy." J- J- and, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, it'd be just out of that fish over there." She's like, yeah. "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Do you know what? <laughs> I hate to admit this, but see when she says, "Oh, you're right, bye," and she leaves. When I, yeah. when I got just that panel on its own, I went, "That felt like a character. What's going on?" And yeah, I turned, that was terrible. Weird. And then I turned yeah. the page, and then she's like, "Damn it, that was the trash ray." And I went, "Oh, yeah. that's really funny now. That's really yeah, funny." Yeah, yeah. She's just like, "Oh, my mistake. Nothing to see here." Yeah. And then she's walking off. She's literally walking down the street, whistling. You know, like that suspicious. Yeah. Oh, nothing going on here. And then, oh shit, trust ray. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think Hope Larson's done nothing but get better uh, when she's yeah. writing this I, book. I. I, I I read this and the, the previous issue back to back mm. just just because mm. I, I missed that last that that week. Yeah, because it was a Doomsday Clock week. Yeah. Yeah, and then that book got skipped for whatever reason. I thought that issue was uh, was fine, but it was it was clearly all set up for this. Whereas you know this actually paid off so much stuff that it makes it better in retrospect. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I had a blast with all this. Like I said, that, that, that trust ray moment, her reaction, the art's yep. great throughout. I think it does a good job of continuing the style that Wild Goose is. Yeah, that was doing. a concern. Obviously, we knew Wild Goose yeah. was, was coming off, but obviously, I think he did the last issue, even starting this yeah. arc. So you kind of, there's and, always a concern mid arc. And honestly, I mean, I'm sure if I go back and compare them, like, you know, side by side, I'll see the differences. But honestly, from memory, it feels consistent enough that I'm not feeling a difference. No, no, the tone yeah. is very similar. What I will say is we've lost something, which I'm actually a fan of that we've lost this, is all the uh, the pop art dots oh, yeah. that, that Wild Goose used on the backgrounds yeah. a lot. It was the one thing about his art I was not a big fan of, but I didn't notice any at all in this issue. Yeah. Uh, Black Sun's got a new suit. I think it looks a little bit better. Um and the uh, penguin's going to run for mayor, so that this whole thing he's, he's got his trust rate because he wants the people to like him, so they'll elect him. Is basically the idea. Uh, so not not shady at all. So we got some fun fight. Um, yeah. I, I I really like again just going back to like Larson's like voice for Batgirl, the thought bubbles, the way she like thinks her way out of problems. There's just, there's just something so funny. It, it reminds mm-hmm. me a little bit of Miss Marvel. Uh, you know the, the you know uh, Kamala Khan's book. There's just, it's got a little mm-hmm. bit of that vibe going for it. Uh, I, I never read that. And that's a compliment for the record. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to trust you. I've read two volumes of that so far, and it's given me similar vibes to that. In I've, terms I've of only ever heard good things about it, so yeah. I, I, obviously I assumed it was a compliment, but I can't speak to the actual comparison. But yeah, um, yeah. and she she kind of she kind of like solves the whole thing. She drops in and exposes Penguin, and yeah, as a, as a good it. punch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about the final page because the final page she deals with this was a two part. Though she's dealt with the, the crisis. Um, and of course, they have a whole thing where she feels a little bit guilty because she remember when she defeated Black Sun the first time, she overcharged his suit and it basically fried him. And he's got yeah. a lot of scarring and stuff. And we see his face, and it's kind of you know it's just a little bit grotesque. And There's that great joke with Penguin too. And he goes, "You gave me a face only a father could love." Mm. Penguin's was like, "Love, yeah, just, love?" Question oh, mark. Yeah, it yeah. yeah. was a really funny joke. Um, but she she goes in. He says, "You've got scars too under that mask. I bet like whatever's under there." And mm-hmm. she's, throughout the issue, there was a couple of moments where she's talking about how like Burnside's kind of changed a little bit since she moved here, yeah. and she feels that she's grown up a little bit. And it ends with her looking in the mirror, and she's like, "I'm not a kid anymore, and I don't want to be." And then that's the end of the issue. And I, it's interesting. Like, I wonder where where Larson's going with this. Like, what, what are we doing with oh, Babs? And with the tag of family reunion mm. too. It's wondering yeah. if if they're gonna bring in the mother stuff. You know, mm. the, that Simone. Yeah. Had yeah. Honestly, I'm really glad about this because I, uh, you know, to get 
uh, Babs uh, mature a little bit because I think that's typically how we're used to reading her, right? Up until oh, yeah. Yeah, huh? New Fifty Two, she Oracle. was the mature one. Yeah, um, and even for most of the New Fifty Two, you know, up until the shift in, in the thirties, uh, she was still relatively mature, sounding and feeling. Yeah, and then and then the, the shift happened, and she became you know, not childish but younger. I, I'm glad feeling. they're doing this. I, I wonder if this is because like, obviously we're getting to this time now where no Justice and the Superman relaunches are coming in. Yeah. I'm wondering if this is because obviously we're just going into an arc now that will probably finish maybe in like July-ish, June. But it, but it depends yeah. if it's like four, five, six issues, whatever we're doing. I wonder if like there is going to be kind of like a soft like kind of like status quo shift in Batgirl then as well. Like, does she take a sort of role where she wants to like maybe work with the other Batgirls? You know, maybe that's just my hope speaking. But if she is wanting to mature, like, does she want to look out for other people? Does she want does to she take... want to move into a bit more of a mentoring? Role? Yeah, I could. I she, could almost see she it wants happening. to go from player to coach. Yeah. yeah, and not even necessarily quit being Batgirl, but just like be the oh. leader in a team as Batgirl. Because you know, Birds of Prey is ending, we know that much, so maybe that'll yeah. be kind of the, what we should. And that, no, she really wasn't the leader. Like it was Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, mm. but they all were, you know, pretty equal on that yeah. team with, with Huntress and Canary. So yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I just—it's funny that I remember the outcry about Killing Joke and how. Before all of this, that that arc, I forget who worked on it, kind of tried to erase stuff from Killing Joke. Oh, people yeah. threw a fit. Remember, and and I I wasn't in the fit category, but I was like, well, no, that's part of her character history. But the further we get from her ever being Oracle, and this version of Babs we get as she's kind of the responsible one, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of like this version more. Of you know, Killing Joke might have happened. But it wasn't her defining. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think the funny thing is, I think most people would agree to like Babs being around. I think what murkies it is that after Killing Joke happened, and Oracle became such a good character and a good part of the DCU That's... that people love it so much that it feels like, oh, we like that thing a lot, and now it's it's been taken I, I away. I think that the way that they go here is they they have her mature into that oracle type role yeah but just take it the rather than do it through tragedy more this is her choice that she gets to yeah maybe and i, I don't necessarily think though that she has to give up back girl to do it in a, in a weird way oh i, I don't I either agree. yeah yeah but i just i like that you know because that was my main thing i never wanted to lose oracle because i love i love the development we got with her as oracle and then if you say the killing joke never happens you're kind of taking that away here though we get she gets to become that role. Yeah, because yeah. I, I got to the end of this, and I got to that last page, and I just kind of went, "Huh, this feels like it's building to like she's got plans to kind of like." It, it feels like a shift is coming, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yep. it does. So I'm curious to see what that is. Uh, whether that's like building up to the end of Larson's run, or if she actually has like the plans to go through with some big shift yeah. herself. I, and... I hope it's the the latter because I think uh, Larson started strong, but has, has got better. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. So hopefully we'll we'll see what was on there, but. Uh, but hey, so that's uh, that's that's, that's Batgirl. Uh, great issue. Also, mm. Penguin is a biter. <laughs> Penguin is a biter. Yeah, <laughs> he, he bites Batgirl's there's, arm in the middle of the yeah. fight. There's just like, there's that's so, so much Penguin. There's so much fun going on in there, and just also there's commentary about how we rely on technology so much. Mm. Is that that's that's the Penguin's plan? Is you know everyone always looks at their phones and they'll trust what's on their phones more than what we're seeing outside. So if they weren't supposed to get a snowstorm and they got one. 
then there's something wrong with the weather, not with their phones. Yeah, and also I actually, obviously it ties in because everything with Black Sun's whole plan in the first place was to use the apps to kind of convince people to do things and kind of herd them like sheep. Uh, So the whole idea of manipulating them with a truth three is kind of in his MO. That seems to be kind of his character. So if he keeps coming back every so often, that'll be his type of thing, is he always tries to manipulate people with technology. And and we're building a a Babs Road Gallery. Yeah, he's he's a good addition to, to that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it's related to Penguin, but it does feel like a Babs villain, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we'll move on. We'll move on. Eighteen Titans, number seventeen. Benjamin Percy back after that awful issue we got last month uh, with Scott Eaton uh, on the art, which uh, kept the style of the art, which was good um, because yeah. I, I was initially a little bit worried. Like, oh no, it's not uh, Koi Fam or the other usual artists, but no, it looks good. Does a lot of Beast Boy. A lot of Beast Boy. Like it's the start of a f- uh, an art called uh, Ain't Easy Being Green. Oh, yeah, this, <laughs> sometimes I feel like we just lose Beast Boy as the Joker, mm. not, not Joker, Jokester. Yeah, you can't of, say Joker in DC, Matt, that yeah. means something very specific. Yeah. yeah, he's the Jokester of, of the team, and so when we get to see him actually have feelings, and, you know, him have this whole, you know, am I changeling, am I Beast Boy, like, I feel like an outsider on this team, even though... You know, he's never. I don't feel like anyone's ever treated him any different. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, it's just Scar. You know, he's he's a. You know, he messes around too much. But other than that, so I like that it goes into his psychology. Yeah, he, he, he goes off on his own. He he wants to, to do his own thing, and he ends up basically being like seduced into helping this like group of kid teens who have like a tech thing going on and. It's uh, very Peter Pan. Yeah, like, and they, they basically like they trick him because the, the girl we see her troop appearance later because she's got like a, a fancy hologram thing, but she she appears like a, as a girl that's got a Beast Boy T-shirt and green hair as if she's like a super fan uh, to sort of like tie them over. But it ties into the, the plot with the rest of the Titans because the rest of the Titans end up saving a, a school bus that goes off a bridge, yep. but that happens because the the kid who's got these like you know VR goggles he's playing video games and he's picked on but it does something to him where it almost takes control like it hacks him essentially and he yep. like tries to drive the bus off the thing i don't want to criticize something though uh the time of this because we see the bus like go off the bridge right like it drives off the bridge and then yep. in the same page as we see it going off the bridge we see like like Damien's like, hey, an alert! There's a school bus going over a bridge, and we see it's already ha- halfway over the bridge in his little like sort of footage of it on his little yeah. armband thing. But by the time they get there, it's still halfway. Yeah, and I'm like, they're not the Flash. I mean, Kid Flash is there, but like everyone else is still getting there in time. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's a really tall bridge. Yeah, it just it, it just it felt a bit weird to me uh, yeah. that they were able to get there. But the actual the actual way I they, they solve like- it, I really like. Yeah. I like the the power use because Aqualad basically makes like a hard water bridge and then uh like it gets like it goes on the bridge it actually drives in the water it's a pretty fun visual. A ramp. yeah it's yeah. like a ramp and then with with kid flash and they all solve that but yeah. uh in fact my favorite line of the whole book is after they save the uh the kids uh raven comes off the bus looks at the kids and says let me swallow your fear children and and Kid Flash is like, hey, uh, Raven, that's, that's, that's creepy as shit. Don't say that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a good look. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah. But no. so, uh, so they're setting all that up, and then Beast Boy's being kind of like roped into this thing. And we see, they convince him, hey, let's you've got Instagram followers. Why don't you like play the game, and you can like tweet it out, and you yeah. can like, like you know, get us, you know, get us the, uh, the attention we want. Uh, and he, he takes the thing, he puts on the, the, the tech, and the, 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 
the whole thing ends with him. You see his eyes go the same way as the kids. So now it's these this group of kids that, are, that did the bus thing, and now they're controlling Beast Boy, seemingly. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the other Teen Titans are kind of at the hospital and figuring out, oh, he had this chip in him, but like this kid, there's something going on. Mm. So you kind of put it together before it happens. You kind of, you, yeah. as soon as you get to that, you're like, okay, so that's probably what happened. It's happening to Beast Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Beast Boy has been taking control of at the end. Uh, well, and the way they get this chip in, it's like a, a an inhaled thing, and. Uh, I just, there's no way. I don't care how cool the tech is. I'm not inhaling yeah. something through my nose. It's basically one of those like uh, little breathers, you know, that go over the yeah. face. We've got an oxygen mask, right? But it's on like a gun. So you put the, yep. the, the oxygen mask on your face and then you fire the gun so it fires up your nostril. Oh. Yeah, this is this, this whole thing. Um, it was a pretty good issue. I didn't. I mean, I didn't. I didn't think it was amazing, but I thought this, the plot was solid. Had some fun moments, and it was night and day better than last this year. Yeah, so. it was a step up. And as someone that's grown to love Starfire, you know, it was rough having to read that. But then we we jump here, and it did pretty good. Like I I, I like seeing all these guys interact again. Yeah. Just like with Kid Flash, giving Damien crap for firing him. You know, yeah, he's like, oh, wait, over that, yeah, that was ages ago. Yeah. <laughs> that was basically a damage reaction. Uh, yeah. I like that, because the cover's like all them leaving the tower with like their, their boxes of stuff, and it was like, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, wait, are they splitting up as well? And it, They're not actually splitting up, it's just, oh, the building's wrecked because a Superboy exploded inside <laughs> it, so they have to go somewhere yeah. else. But they, they actually make a point of saying, hey, we're still a team, yeah. even if we don't have this building, we're still, yeah. you know, we're still a team, so well, it's Well, until no justice. Yeah. Until no justice, and we'll see how we shake up. Obviously, there's going to be 18 Titans team afterwards, we'll just have to see yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what But maybe what not this there. Fine. Um, it's fun. Yeah. It, uh, I like Teen Titans. It's a nice, fun, breezy read. It is. It is nice and breezy. Uh, all right, so we'll move on uh, to Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number thirty-nine. Robert Vendetti writing, Rafa Sandoval on the art. Uh, some something Zod's happening. I'm not reading this. It's you two that's reading this. So by all oh, means, yeah. take yeah. it away. So, so to get us caught up, the Green Lanterns they they get a like a distress signal, kind of from this planet. Uh, so Hal and Kyle go down there, and while they're off there, John's talking to to the Guardians, and the Guardians basically want their old role back. And his whole thing is like, look, we didn't go through all of this mess with you guys to redo the status quo. But Ganthet's like, yeah, but that's why we're the Guardians. Like, we we there's a way to do this. And John, of course, he's he's not having any of this. And he's trying to convince the Guardians to take a back seat and kind of let, basically let John and the Green Lanterns run the Green Lanterns. And they can be there in like a... Advisory uh, role. An advisory role, but ultimately they've been doing pretty good without them. No need to rock the boat. But so Hal and and Kyle go to this planet and it turns out it's Jakul from from Action Comics. Although it's it's in the past and we get to where Zod and... He's only just on there. Well, relatively recently. Yeah, and so, but you find out that this is a, a system, a planetary system that has two yellow suns. So it's amped up the Kryptonians. So they've been able to basically appear as gods to these more primitive people of Jakul. Exactly. Yeah. And, and they've, you know, they've instilled like this dictatorship. Yeah. Uh, where um, they're mining sunstone. Right. Uh, uh, and, you know, we're obviously we're jumping into this in the middle of the arc here. But uh, something we should mention is yeah. Zod has taken the rings. Off yep. Hal and Kyle, and he is. Well, yeah. So I was going to get there. So they show up. They basically tell Zod, "You can't be doing this. We're taking you in. You you belong in the Phantom Zone." And they end up fighting. And that's how you find out that the Sunstone that they're mining can pierce the constructs. constructs. Yeah. 
of course that's a problem. I mean, we can't have that. And he ends up taking the rings off of, with, with the help of Eradicator, Kyle and Al. Uh, but yeah. of course, they're, those Green Lanterns don't go down that hard. And, you know, Hal's ring is, he forged out of pure will. Yeah, as he so, keeps reminding us. Yep. Because we need that. Because that's what Venditti did. He's very proud of it, clearly. You know? <laughs> and uh, yeah. Kyle ends up just getting severely beaten by Ursa. And, yes. Uh, and he's so worse for wear. Like, he looks... Oh, he is bandaged up. Like, he yeah. is falling apart, basically. And Hal's like, all right, they took your ring, but, you know, my ring's different because my ring, like, it's me. He's able to basically call to it, like, like it's Thor and Mjolnir. Yeah, and... it breaks out of the contempt field, goes through Eradicator's face, which looks awesome. Yeah. And, and then it flies that, to him. That does sound pretty good, I'm going to lie. <laughs> yeah. And and it goes to Kyle and it supercharges Kyle. So now you have you have like the most hopeful of the Green Lanterns, right? He is the star-eyed artist. Yeah. With Hal Jordan's basically testosterone ego, like it, yeah, no, because obviously the the ring is part of Hal. It actually yeah. it infuses some of Hal's personality into Kyle. Yeah. Uh, but then it's it, we we have often criticized in this room when we covered this earlier. Uh, the the Venditti often didn't get Hal, and here yep. he he takes those ideas of Hal and turns it up for comedy. So it's yep. it's perfect fine. And it paints with the broadest brush. Yeah, you just and have so, been super and, aggressive and ready to go at everything. Yeah, and so in this in this issue, Kyle finally gets back to to Mogo, and and John's still talking with with Ganthet and the council, and they're basically like, well, we can't get involved in this, you know. Yeah, he was because punishing the Kryptonian law, not ours. Yeah, and he's like, well, no, but he broke out of the Phantom Zone. He deserves to be put back into a prison. And basically, Gavit's like, well, he kind of Yoda's John. And is like, well, you make the decision then. Like, if you think what's right, and John goes and does it anyways in the face of the rest of the Guardians. Yeah. But uh, so, so Kyle comes back, and they. it turns out his will is exceeding everything, and it's kind of causing chaos all over Mogo. So they put him in a containment field where now he just becomes like a caricature. Yes, you, you, you can put the fighter pilot in containment. You can't contain the fighter pilot. It, it Gardner's kind of like, what does that even mean? No, no, like, that, no, that's the thing. He Kyle says that and Kyle goes immediately after he goes, wait, that yeah. didn't even make sense. And Kyle, uh, uh, the uh, uh, guy's like, yeah, it's fine. Just It's just hell. Let, let the hell happen. Yeah, and so he's always like, man, Kyle, like, now we go get beers, and, like, you're cool. And he has this whole, like, I like this new you. But yeah. with with that uh, guy and Kyle form up this, this squad to go to Jakul to take, you know, to save Hal. Because Hal would do the same for them, you yeah. know. And, you know, you got Space Ape in there. You got the guy who's made of basically fire. Yeah, you got Kilowogs in there. Kilowog, because, you know, Hal's... Like one of his good buddies, and he's the one that says he would have done it for them. So yeah, basically this wild bunch of Green Lanterns going to this mining planet, and it feels very much like a western. It does, uh, and, and this is how it ends with them showing up. They, they kind of take yep. out some of the army. Kyle just hmm? rushes in there and you know overcharges hmm. everything. And you know, obviously, guy's very impressed. He's like, "Hey, hey, yep. this is cool. Keep keep that up." But then hmm. Zod and his his family show up. And it's mm-hmm. like that's you know that's the big cliffhanger. It's like okay, it's mm. this team of lanterns versus Zod and his family. Yep, that does sound so. somewhat interesting. 
I'm just thinking, does, and I, I, I was just thinking but, about this now that Venditti at this point is hit, must be hitting 70 issues of Green Lantern. Yeah. You yeah, given, from from 20, 21, 22. Yeah, yeah I think like 20 was like the end of Johnsy's run and then like 21, 22 was the start of his yeah, run. Yeah, so he did about 30 odd issues before. And didn't yeah. he do some like like core and stuff as well? He did one of the, the other side yeah. books for a little bit as well. Did he? It was fucking arc. He 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 plotted one of the the, the I think he plotted okay. core and someone else wrote it uh, when yeah. when he first took over. Because that was the John stuff. That was when John was really coming to his own as the leader. Yeah, yeah. and they did the stuff with the the, the Durlins. That yeah, that was, was all stuff. Yeah, plotted yeah, okay. by the Still, seven uh, issues. That's... Yeah, and so this is probably my favorite stuff he's been doing now is i go through these ways where i don't care about it and i lose track but then connor will tell me oh this is great and i'll go back and cut up so this last art it has its moments where it's like yeah this is fine there's venditti doing just it's not bad but it's just kind of average and then it'll do something like this is amazing like this is like you know just genuinely like really good green lantern stuff that is i've always wanted them to be the space cops and get away kind of from the space opera and now the last two arcs They've kind of done that with they had a in the last arc they had to go save the the guardians from the controllers, yeah. and so they all lead in there and that's where we got the the whole four corpsmen and who's Ric Flair and all that fun stuff uh, in the undercurrent and now here we have it's a western and they get to be like the new sheriffs or the Texas Rangers coming in to save this mining town, uh, and it, it's not that space opera y you know yeah the guardians are there. But you're not getting any of these blue core and no, yellow the, core. The, the other core have not been mentioned in a long no. time. You know, since, since, since obviously they were a big part of the early stage of this run yeah. with, with the yellows, but that's yeah. that's gone now. That's all dealt yeah. with. So, and and I highly recommend picking up this arc just because I mean, it's nice seeing someone else write Zod because we have only really seen Jurgens in Rebirth. Yeah, write him. So uh, this feels very consistent though. Like it feels like the yeah. same Zod. It feels like where we left him. Well, and it's and it's a trip to read this, and you get the future, you get the present here, and then you get the future in action. Yeah. And if that has any bearing, so like if he ends up going, you know, if they end up to, you know, the Lantern to defeat him, and they manage to get him into a science cell, you know, then it's, does it's like, none did of they what change happens? that future there, or does he go yeah. back to this planet in the future? Right. Exactly. So it just adds to more of that headache, but I'm I'm loving what's going on right now. So yeah. I hate Connor for getting me back into it. That's another book. <laughs> I, I can't help it every so often I'll be reading it. I'll be like, ah, oh, damn, this is awesome. Matt will enjoy this. Yeah. I'll just go, hey Matt, yeah. there's a cool, this cool I, moment, and you're like, damn and it. Deep down, I appreciate it, but like, yeah, just busy weeks. I like how he's done, he's, he's done it like three times though. Like there's like yes. three times where you've dropped the book and he brings up something that's going on. And you're like, oh, I can't oh, wait to come back for that. Yeah. All right. I'll take that. Oh wait. What do you mean, guy in Kilowog or guy in Kilowog? Guy in Arkelo have a knockout drag out without rings? Like, uh, yeah. No. What do you mean they're doing? You know, saving the garden. Like, so yeah. But I realized how much I had missed Green Lanterns jumping back in because you know I I love the Green Lanterns book that we got right now with with Jessica. It, it is the the Simon and, and Jessica book, not a Green yeah. Lantern. Exactly, and this is the the stuff that I came up on that I really just enjoy, uh, and it felt good. Like I'm reading this, you know, I'm getting caught up on the weekend I was on the show, just going, God damn, I love these characters. Hmm. Yeah, and as much as this focuses on the the four Earthmen, 
it, it, it feels like a core book because we, yeah. you know all the all the, the supporting cast of the core are pretty involved throughout the run. Yeah, well, I mean, from from uh, Salak, I, I forget who that doctor is that they saved. And, and yeah, yeah. He's the new, or he or she is the new doctor. Yeah, um, who was engaged to Salak because, uh, but called it off because Salak was too emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's just fun little stuff in there, uh, and then the stuff with the Guardians too. I like that finally. They're not just the shadowy board. They've got a they've got a role out. again, haven't they? Yeah. Mm. All That's right. Good. Well, uh, I guess with that, we'll move on to uh, the first issue of a mini series that started this week. Uh, Mira, Queen of Atlantis, number one. Uh, Dan Amnet writing, Len Medina on the art. Uh, this is you know directly spinning out of the main book because we left the last issue of Aquaman where he gets her back up to the shore. It's like, okay, you're going to be the queen of Atlantis. But you're still ill from all that stuff with the, the magic and the thorns. You still can't breathe underwater. You will heal. You'll go back to being full strength, but it's going to take time. So you're you're surface bound until then. And he's going back to fight Wrath. So that's going to be the main Aquaman book. Presumably the next arc in Aquaman is going to be Aquaman dealing with Wrath and fighting for Atlantis yep. down there. Whereas Mira's got her own book for a minute, six issues up on the surface, doing her thing. Uh, and also... Otherwise, otherwise, I'd say surprisingly, but unexpectedly brings in a, an Orm, Ocean Master. Hey, hey, go back to last week where I brought in, hey, what's Orm been up to? It'd be cool if they touched on that soon. <laughs> and then I opened this book, and they're in Louisiana, which is the last time I remember Orm being brought up was uh, post Forever Evil. I think it, it was in that. Uh, you're, pro- you're, you're probably right. I mean, I did read that stuff, but the last time I mean, I really remember was obviously during a... You know the Atlantis Justice League crossover, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What so do they call it? he he escaped. Uh, where, where do they keep the Suicide Squad? Bell Reeve. Yeah, he had escaped the the swamp of Bell Reeve and is you know living somewhere in Louisiana. And we catch back up with him, and he's adapted to surface life. He's got he's got a soon to be wife and he's got yeah. a stepkid who's got, he's looking after. Um, call him dad. And know? he's all excited. He's he's happy to have the home life and. Um, you he, he, hearing the news in the background, what's going on? Like you know, the, the, you know, the, you know, the surface world's kind of worried. Oh, the Atlantis are having some kind of war. What if it spills onto you know, our, our, our you know, countries our and stuff? Um, and he's kind of like he's being distracted. You see that he generally has a thing for you know for his 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 wife to be. I mean, I don't know if they're actually married. He just says that they're, they're talking about marriage. But you know, they're they're living yeah. a domestic life. He seems to be living there. They're, they're just they're completely, uh, you know. Uh, living together, you know, uh, you know, living as a couple, and you know, so we, we go away from that, and then we go to like Mira's plot, and then we come back at the end, and we have that thing at the end where you just you see the reflection in the mirror as the Ocean Master outfit, yeah. and he's like, oh, like I want to stay here, but it's time to go. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm curious to see if they actually do something here with Ocean Master where they really like give a bit more depth, where I really. Like you know, I'll, I'll feel the tragedy of like, no, just stay with the family because yeah. we're happy and you weren't causing trouble. <laughs> Let's go back to that. Yeah, well, because I kind of got that in John's run with him, as when they kind of reestablished him is he wasn't so much a bad guy as much as he was trying to do what was right for Atlantis. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's he was raised, and then you know you had Volca who didn't believe he should be on the the throne, kind of manipulate the events of of Atlantis. So what was that called? Uh, was just War with Atlantis? Maybe, I can't remember. Atlantis War? I can't remember, but, you know, so he was never, like, an out-and-out, just straight-up bad guy, which I I always kind of like when they do that. So here, like Pete said, you, you feel that tragedy. Like, if he leaves his family, 
you know, and, and where does that put him now with, with Mera, who's set to be queen? Yeah. Um, did Connor not read this? He's been very quiet. I, I gave up six pages in. I, I thought it was awful. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a bro. slog to read. I was reading this. All, all the, 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 the caption boxes, the, it was just like, oh, no, this is not working for me at all. I, I thought... Uh, I got through the Orm stuff. I was like, yeah, okay. I thought, okay, maybe that's just what the style for this bit is. And then I read like three pages of the mirror stuff. I was like, no, I'm out. I can't uh, do this. I'll, I'll, I'll counter that with saying I actually quite like the third person uh, narration. Yeah, I so did I. Give it. And it was it was just awkward and clunky to me to read. Uh, I disagree. There was a couple of moments where it went into like a flashback yeah. and it felt a bit clunky there to me, but I didn't, I didn't get to that. Generally yeah, speaking, so I don't. I like the uh, the third person kind of stuff. I... I realize I don't enjoy her her origin. Like I, I've come to like Mara from from Abnett writing because she kind of she was really a secondary character when Sean's was writing mm. the book. Like she was kind of just there, and, and we got that super strong scene in Blackest Night where it's like oh, I never wanted kids, and that's where she you know manifests the rage of the Red Lanterns and whatnot. But other than that, she was just kind of there. So I like that Abnett kind of turned her into this diplomat for Atlantis. Because she she's always been an outsider. She is from Zebel. But oh yeah, my, my favorite. I was gonna say my favorite yeah. scenes of, of the issue with Mira were probably the one with Superman and Wonder Woman, where she's kind of like saying, "Hey, don't interfere," and like uh, Tula's like, "Hey, uh, she's sick. She can't. She's not at full strength." And I actually kind of like the fight as well with the uh, uh, the eel. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that, I thought that was a pretty decent fight. Uh, but I also really like the scene where she goes to the uh, what was the the her position, the woman at the embassy or the the government. She was like the yeah, yeah, secretary yeah. of something or. Uh, oh, she was uh, the. Yeah. Anyways, it was like secretary of the state. She worked yeah. in the state department. So some of that, but she 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 obviously she was there in a sort of uh, ambassador capacity talking to her. Yeah. And I I kind of like that because because it was talking about how she's like she feels uncomfortable being called your highness and she's not really like sure yeah. how to respond to that. Um, and I, I did get a little chuckle when she says, "Oh yeah, like you know, in Zebel, when we deal with something like this, we'd have a trial by combat to like have this debate." And the woman who said, "There's like, well, I'm happy we're not doing that." And she's like, "Yeah, you're quite right. This is way more civil." Well, not just that. Uh, you you would beat the crap out of me, so I'm happy we're not doing yeah. that. Uh, I I would lose a lot. <laughs> so uh, yeah, there was a little, yeah. little bit of humor in there. Um, I don't think yeah. it was as uh, I don't think it flowed as well as what the recent Aquaman book's been doing. No. I would definitely say that, but I actually do kind of like the third-person narration. I thought it gave it a different kind of tone than the main book. Yeah, yeah, set it apart. I like that. Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, I thought that was a fun read. Like, I, I, you know, helps that I'm really enjoying the goings on of, of yeah. Aquaman right now. So, but you know, I, I see Connor put the cover on as his phone wallpaper. So I thought, oh man, he really enjoyed this. And I was like, oh no, I really like the art. The, the variant covers is rather pretty. Yeah, that. yeah, the Agile one. The, the, this is the thing. I, I'm not against third person narration. I've, you know, I've seen it before. I've enjoyed it. I just felt there's so much of it here. That it, it just throws it at me. And it's like, it just felt like a slog. I was like, nah, I'm not reading this. No, I was fine with it. I, 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 I didn't think it was a great issue, I thought, but I thought it was solid enough. I liked the arm stuff. I liked a lot of Mira's stuff. Uh, I, did, I did think the flashbacks to like her training and like just sort of like recounting some of her origin were a little bit clunky, but. I don't care about the Zebel assassin thing. Like, yeah, we're kind of past that at this point. Yeah. Yeah. 
fine. So now I'm, I'm curious to see what this is actually going to be doing uh, over the the next. Obviously, Orm's going to be a factor. I mean, that's why they're setting them up here in the the first issue. Yeah. But I, I assume you know it's six issues. I assume this next arc of Aquaman, where he's off against Wrath, mm. is going to be six issues as well. Yeah. So they'll so. end at roughly the same time. So they'll come back together into the main book. To, uh, you know, after yeah. that arc. Yeah, I, I would expect so. Yeah. So, hey. Uh, I could even see Aquaman being five issues, and then like the conflict ends before the final Mirror issue, and then like, you know. Well, I mean, because Mirror is out before that arc starts. Assuming the schedule, you know, stays exactly the same as it is mm. now, you could have the fifth issue of that, then the final issue of Mirror, and then the last issue of Aquaman. So you know that would still tie up. Yeah, so you, you could can. have it, yeah, yeah. So you could have it work that way with the schedule that way now. Um, it just depends how many uh, issues yeah. that arc is. It does. Off the top of our head. Uh, so, no, so that was me. Oh, it was decent. Uh, I'm going to keep reading it. I feel like it's a nice companion to the main yep. book. So, me too. Um, well, speaking of Dan Abnett, though, we have one final book, and that is The Silencer Issue 2. Uh, Dan Abnett writing John Romita Jr. on art. What's funny is Connor gave up on Mira, but Matt didn't like Silencer, so I assume you didn't read no. Silencer Issue 2. Nope. But Connor mm-hmm. has read Silencer Issue 2, I assume. Uh, absolutely yes yes i read that silence issue too as well i was surprised i was pleasantly surprised with the first issue uh obviously i'm looking forward to bogdanovich taking over but <laughs> they are but uh yeah but hey we'll go from here so uh issue two we kind of we left off in the cliffhanger where she's got her suit on it's out in the, the you know the 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 suburban you know near her house and she's she's fighting this 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 assassin and it all kind of happens and she's in her, her quiet bubble this issue was very John Wick to me because a lot of it was like there's a cleanup crew she can call in. Then she goes to the, the store where she gets all of her guns because she wants to talk to the the current leader, and yeah. it just it all felt very John Wick, the secret assassin sort of lifestyle. It does, doesn't it? It feels like DC went, hey, hey, do, do you want to do a John Wick book? <laughs> do you want to give us one of the, you know, you know, in the same way yeah. that the, the Terrifics has gone, hey, do you want to do a Fantastic Four book? This kind of feels that same thing. It's like, do, yeah. do you want to do this? Just, just I wonder if that was Abnet's pitch. He's like, hey, I've got this idea, but it's, it's basically like uh, John Wick. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, DC, do you want a John Wick book? But she's got yeah, this cool, got like, quiet bubble power that she can use. And it's like, yeah, yeah sure, why not? Uh, yeah. So so they're really, they're really playing with all that. And there's something going on. She wants to know who's cousins. And we've got this guy who's sort of running the place that she knew from before who is now being really stubborn and insisting that she work for him, even though she wants out, of course, because she wants a normal family life. Uh, and that's kind of the big cliffhanger, that he's got like an army with him to kind of force her hand. Yeah, the, the game's changed since she was in it, and you know she's no longer the top of the food chain. Yeah, because she also mentions there used to be like honour and rules, and it seems like he's kind of ignoring the rules and doing his own yeah. thing. So, mm. you know, that's the thing there. I, I enjoyed the first issue more. I thought the tension with, with Talia being there and her having to hide everything, because... I think it was a tighter issue overall, although this issue did explore more of the world and give us more of the, the goings on. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I still like, enjoyed this issue, though, quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I think I, it's I, a I, solid issue. Not quite as strong, though. I, I, I like the, the little joke about how she phones the, 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 the operator who, who who deals with all this stuff for the for the, for the Leviathan, and she's like, okay, I'll tell the neighbours there was like a, a stunt show uh, that wasn't supposed to be on that street, and that's where all the the the, the, the fire and stuff came from. And we'll get we'll give them free tickets or something. And then she goes in the house, and her husband's like, "Hey, you never believe this. We got a call. They were filming some stunt show outside, and because of the inconvenience, we're getting all getting tickets to the premiere." And she's like, "You're right. I don't believe it." Yeah. Uh, so that was fun stuff like that. 
I'm still into it. I'm still digging the overall plot. I think it's because it is a bit of Kill Bill, a little bit of John Wick. Mm. I'm, I'm kind of seeing the uh, just kind of the, the, the fun action it's, movie it's stuff. It's not to play incredibly with. original, like in that sense. No, yeah. The the power does set it apart. Don't get me wrong, but it, you know, its core beats are you know, they're tropes of the of the genre. But that's yeah. okay because I'm having fun with it. The art's not atrocious. It's you know it's 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 mostly passable. It's from better in the action sequence. Better better in the action sequences as to yeah. be expected. I think there's a couple of times where. The faces just look particularly wrong. Like her face uh, when they're sitting eating breakfast, I think it is. There's one pace, w- one one panel where her face looks like she's possessed by the devil. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on with yeah. her eyes. They look like they're like just googly eyes, been stuck on it. And obviously, again, the breakfast stuff is all. This is our normal family life. This is the, the life that they're very likable. They're having a nice conversation with their kid, and there's some jokes flying around. But you feel like she's going to be struggling to keep a hold of this. Because uh, even the opening of the first issue was her with the kid in the suit, and she's like, you know, threatening someone. And then you know, we cut back, and we'll get to that point again eventually. But and and, and we kind of have that played here, where the kid's done the drawing of the the guy in the trolley from the supermarket from last yeah. issue. Uh, so I wonder, um, you know, if we're going to end you know, this arc with tragedy, does the husband maybe die at the end of the arc? And that kind of... I, I can see that be the reason why she mm. has to have the kid around with her a lot. Yeah, and it sets her on this path of vengeance. It's like that's how she gets back into the game properly. Yeah. She, 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 she is the dog from John. He, he will be the dog from John Wick, <laughs> essentially. Oh dear. Yeah, so so we may fridge the husband, but there you go. That's <laughs> that's a silencer issue too. Uh, I yeah, I'm solving fun with it. I'm solving fun with it. Uh, surprisingly so. Uh, obviously, yeah. I think when we get to issue four, we change to Bogdanovich. I think it might even just get that extra spark of, uh, you know, just that extra have, sheen. It might have a bit of a, a better flow in the art. Yeah. I think. So that'll be interesting to get to. But yeah, so yeah, I still enjoyed the silencer. So keeping that on. Uh, at least for mm-hmm. now. At least me and Connor are. Matt, Matt's over there going, uh, 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 uh. Yeah, he, he keeps saying John Wick, but then I'm just like, oh, I'll probably just go watch John Wick. <laughs> uh, hey, Matt, do you know the director of John Wick's doing a Highlander reboot? I just, I, I was scrolling through CBR as you guys were talking, and yeah. I just saw that. Mm. And, so and, I, I'm going to watch the shit out of that. Yeah, uh, if, if you enjoy John Wick, you should check out The Villainess, because that's got some great action. Ah, oh. yeah, no, yeah, Villainess had some great action scenes. Yeah. I saw you guys reviewed that. That's up on. on. Yeah. I look, look at Matt making the plug there for us. That's very nice. Uh, I mean, I know sometimes right, I recommend you a Korean film, Matt. You end up being angry at me, but this is not. This is just a straight action I movie. Wasn't, I wasn't angry about that one, but you know, we'll we'll go. You'll, like you'll enjoy this. Yeah, enjoy the villainess. Actually, universal. So that will take us on uh, to pick our favourites of the week. We pick our top five books of the week. We also pick our best cover, best artist, and best um, panel slash moment. So I guess we'll start with panel or moment, as we always always do. I'll go to Connor first, see what he's saying. Yeah, that was a bad choice. But uh, man, I was not prepared for I never prepare for panel for some reason. Get a, get a Matt. Matt's prepared. Matt, are you prepared for panel? Yeah, I, I, I can just pull one. It's a, you know, <laughs> it's a, I don't have to overthink it, Connor. It's not that difficult. Yeah, it but uh, it's probably going to be from, from Howlin' Pals, where the, you have the, the team of lanterns rolling in Wild Bunch style to Jakul. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's a good you know group of these kind of loose cannons. You get Kilowog, who's the drone instructor, but then you got Space Ape and Guy Gardner and, and uh, Howled Up Kyle. So it's just, it looks pretty cool. And, uh,. Yeah, that's what it should be. It's like who let the dog fighters out? So it's another, another, you know, bad howlism. 
Yeah. You know, that's good. Yeah. Um, Connor. Oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm going from Batgirl. I'm going uh, during the the scuffle at the end. Uh, mm-hmm. Penguin biting her because that just cracked me up when I was reading that. <laughs> no, that is that is that is pretty good. Uh, I'm actually also going to go from Batgirl. I was tempted to go with that panel from Terrifics with Plastic Man with the the hmm <laughs> face because I really like that one. But I think I have to go with the uh, the moment she realizes that she, the the truth the the trust ray was being used on her. Mm. Yeah, I think I, I have to go with that because that, that like really three panel sequence across yeah, the top of the page that landed the joke so well for me, and it made the previous page like great in retrospect because it was like, oh, something weird there. That that was a weird interaction. Oh, it was great, and the art just nailed it. It nailed the 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 the, 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 the cartoony like shock face. It's the realization. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I mean, the fact that a comic can make you think like, oh, this is not in character, and then to play with that. Yeah, you know. And I feel I felt really dumb as well because they just told me about a truth ray. No, like, but I, yeah. I think we all fell for it, right? Because yeah. I, I was yeah. I was like oh, that was yeah. weird. Like because yeah. I, I remember going, wait, she's just walking away from that. Like what? And yeah. and then immediately it's like, oh, okay, I get mm. it. Uh, I hope the truth ray comes back because I, I can see some comedy potential if that's Tr- trust. The yeah. trust ray, yeah, I keep saying trust ray. Trust ray. Uh, trust ray. Uh, I hope that comes back because I, I see comedy potential and in interacting with more people. Yeah. So hey, uh, yeah. So that's panel slash moment. Uh, we'll go to best cover next. That I, I'll go first because I had a real fight in my hands because there was three variants this week that were mm-hmm. absolute bombshells. The action comics variant with Superman sitting on the the roof was yeah. beautiful. The Batgirl just... vari- variant where you know she's sort of looking over her shoulder and she's in the sort of the winter coat. Beautiful. So, yeah. Um, and then what was the third one? I'm forgetting off the top of my head now. Um, was it Mera? It was me. Yeah, I was mirror. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think I'm going to give it to Batgirl, but I want to just emphasize how close Action Comics was to taking it. But that Batgirl variant is beautiful. Do you know, I'm really not a fan of that Batgirl variant. Well, oh, I love it. Oh, Connor's just wrong. I, I don't know. Something about the way the face sits and the shoulder just kind of looks off to me. Oh, <sighs> fine. Don't do it for me. Fine. A are different. That's fine. That's fine. You know, have your opinion. Yeah. I'm, I'm not telling you <laughs> you shouldn't pick it. I'm just saying it, d- it doesn't work for me. That's fine. That's fine. So, so, so my battle came down between the two, and I was going to go Batgirl, but then Pete, Pete edged on that side, so I got to go with action because that's, you know, just it's striking. Yep. Yeah. No. So is that the sort of thing you could put in your wall, Matt? You're big, big. Yep. Exactly. Mediocre issue of action comics, but. That is a fantastic goddamn variant, variant cover. No, no, I, I, I agree. That variant is fantastic. But I'm going to give it to the mirror variant. because He gave I'm up a... in the book six pages in. But, he's, uh, he's... but he loves the cover. I love, I, love, I love that variant cover. It's gorgeous. The regular cover's pretty good as well, but the variant... Yeah, the regular with... cover's pretty good. Yeah, it is. But, oh, man, the the, the Arjab cover is just fantastic. Yeah, yeah, It, yeah, it became yeah. my phone background already. Um, I've not changed my phone background in, like, two years. Uh... <laughs> I think <laughs> You, usually when there's a variant cover that I really like, I I'll go, for- oh, that I just forget to think about changing it, like, ever. Well, I found a really cool Doc Shaner Superman on Reddit, and oh. I was like, oh, this Here's is it. I, 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 found, I think they're called uh, textless covers on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just, so every week they collect all the covers that they can find without any of the text on, like, ideal for phone backgrounds, basically. So Reddit, just, just uh, there's a subreddit oh. called, uh, I want to say Comic Walls. And it's the same thing. It's textless covers. Interesting. Uh, but hey, so best uh, best art of the week then uh, is probably next up. So 
Uh, I'll put Matt first for that. So I, I came in guns blazing for Ivan Race. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to the Terrifics. Hmm. Huh? Um, uh, from Plastic Man to even the look of Metamorpho and uh, yeah, just all around enjoyed it. And then Tom Strong, which was a great Tom Strong. I, I can't wait for Shaner to come in and see his. I did like uh, the art and the terrifics. There wasn't there wasn't like a standout one for me quite as much mm-hmm. this week. Sometimes it was like a really obvious choice. I think I'm leaning towards Batgirl though. I think uh, the Batgirl yeah. art really like just nailed the tone and the mood it was going for. It may not have been the flashiest in the sense of oh it wasn't like you know when we get like a new Jan in Batman where he's like oh my god it's blowing us away, but it just yeah. it nailed Damn. everything it wanted to do and nailed the tone so well that I I have to give it to Batgirl. No, so I, I agree with your sentiment. There's not a standout this week. There's a lot of good, but you know, there's a few, like The Flash, for example, where I'm like, oh, this is pretty good, but there's just some things that hold it back where I wouldn't want to say, oh, it's the best of a week. Yeah. Um, ultimately, for me, I think it comes down to between Batgirl and Detective. Because uh, obviously, Detective had the challenge of it just being, you know, talking and carrying that. Um, but. I think I think I might have to side with Batgirl. I think like say it really does everything it's supposed to do perfectly. Cool. Uh, so that takes us to the top five books of the week. So we're circling back around to Connor to go first. What was your top five? That's fine. Uh, so first up is Detective. Second is Batgirl. Third is Terrifics. Fourth is uh, Flash. And then fifth will be Hallam Pals. Matt. Yeah, so number one, Batgirl. Uh, number two, Terrifics. Number three, Tech. Number four, um, Hallam Pals. And number five, Flash. Okay. Uh, this is a tough week because it's a really good week. It's one of those where I don't know if there's a lot of like again like you said about the art. I don't think there's many that stand out as like oh that's amazing like but they're they're all very consistent with each other. I feel like my top four could all fight for number one because they're all fantastic. I really like the the not that number five is going to be a really weak book, but just that there was four that really stuck out to me this week has been oh this was a great week because these four were all fantastic. Um, but I think yeah I think my number one I think I I think I have to go back girl, and then I think. Mm-hmm. Terrifics and then Detective, so I'm really similar to Matt so far. But I'm going to put Flash at number four. I really love Flash. And then number five, I think... Uh, the, the only point now where you can differ from me and Matt. Because you know, know. Th- th- those books we, we both had in ours as well. Yeah, but I don't read Hallam Pals. So uh, I think, yeah, my number five... I may go to... You know what? I'll give it a silencer. I'll throw in silencer at number five. Wow. To, to be fair, Sansa would have been, you know, it was fighting for my fifth spot. Yeah, I think, I mean, I like Teen Titans, I like Mira, uh, you know, I feel like obviously action is lower than those, and then obviously Wonder Woman's, you know, down in the worth talking about. last place, but, uh, no, but it was, I thought it was a solid week, I, I, I had a really nice part of books this week, so... Yeah, I, I, I am pleased. I am pleased with this week of comics, which leads me to tell you what is coming in next week's week of comics. Uh, coming next week, we have Batman Forty Two, we have Superman Forty Two, we have Justice League Forty, we have Green Lanterns Forty Two, we have Green Arrow Number Thirty Eight, we have Nightwing Number Forty, we have Deathstroke Twenty Nine, we have Batman White Knight Number Six, and then on top of that, that's what we're covering. On top of that, uh, there's also Bane Conquest Ten, I believe. Black Lightning, Cold Dead Hands number 5, Dead Man number 5, uh, Harley Quinn 39, theoretically, and 
Batman, the signal number three, was solicited for that day, although given that two get pushed, I am going to make a hunch and say that three also get pushed. Uh, I'm just looking now. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so who knows what week that's in. But, uh, uh, you know, so back, back to week one next week and uh, kick off March's... March's oh, bit. Jen and Ivy, I cannot wait. Oh, man, yeah, Matt's excited. Um, <sighs> yeah, I can't, I can't fault the excitement, let's be honest. I can't fault it. It's <sighs> like a, a reasonably solid week. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that the Deathstroke next week? Is that the start of the Batman v Deathstroke arc? Uh, no. Not the one after, yeah. One's after, okay. Uh, this is the more... Chinatown finale. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we're wrapping that up yeah. still. Okay, so that's what's coming next week, and that wraps up uh, episode 93 of Comics from the Multiverse. Getting up there on the numbers. Just inching towards that 100, closer bit by bit. Uh, happening next month. So, um, yeah, so by all means, let us know what you thought of this week's books and the comments. Like and subscribe, all the usual stuff. Get us on the Twitters at DC Comics Podcast. Of course, you can find me on the Twitters at Wibble89. You can find Matt at. At Matt of Steel 57. You can find Connor at. Oh, sorry, what are we doing? I wasn't paying attention. Twitter! Jesus. Twitter. Oh, Twitter at Connor at 94. Oh my god. I, 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 was, I was out of it. It's just, it's just his name. Okay. It's his goddamn name. No, and... no, no, no I, I just wasn't listening to what was happening. So I, I'm hungry. I'm, Cl- I'm, thinking, I'm thinking of going to get food. We understood what you said, huh? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, that's the Twitters. Uh, of course, uh, check out our stuff. Uh, me and Connor do the television from the Multiverse podcast uh, every week where we do talk about the TV shows, of course, from DC. Um, we have a bunch of stuff. Uh, in fact, our top 10 movie videos uh, episode from 2017 is coming. Uh, we're recording that tomorrow. That's all three of us again. Uh, that'll be going up on Monday because we're kind of tying that into like, the Oscars being on and we're going to do our own awards. We're, and we're stuff. doing ours after. We're better. We're, we're the main event. Yeah, exactly. More important. Um, I don't know. We don't have Jimmy Kimmel, so... Ugh, who wants him? Me? <laughs> he's a hero for what he's done this year. All right? It's fine. He was a hero just with the Matt Damon joke that was running for about 10 years. Oh, yeah, and it's still going. It still goes. It's, it's Apologies nice to Matt too, Damon. So. We ran out of time. Look, I didn't really mean what I said. I'll be honest. Yeah. yeah okay. Um... But yeah, so yeah, uh, so check out our stuff uh, on the Mailfuzz TV YouTube channel, or check, you know, search Mailfuzz TV for audio feeds of things. Uh, there's various movie and TV stuff as well, top of everything else. Uh, but that is that is that is us. Uh, so thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep reading DC comics and always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. And Nathaniel Dusk is my hero. Where is he though?